at what you asked. No one saw shit. I'm not talking about Atlantic City, you know? What the? You mean Aurelio's? So I stole a fucking car. What the fuck, Viggo? Right, you stay. It's not what you did, son, that angers me, son. It's who you did it to. Who? The fucking nobody? That fucking nobody is John Wick. We call him Baba Yaga. The boogeyman? Well, John wasn't exactly the boogeyman. He was the one you sent to kill the fucking boogeyman. And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says in the tin, it's best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. Hey! First, ah. gang are back together. First off, Ethan remembered how to do that. He did. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, and much most important, welcome back, Ethan. Yeah, welcome Hi, back, I'm, I'm happy to be back. I've been listening to pretend that I'm not gone. There you go. <laughs> So you, if you've been listening really carefully, well, I don't know. I've snuck in some pretty, some pretty snide anti-Ethan jokes in the last few episodes. <laughs> so the fact that you're back might suggest to me you haven't been listening that carefully. <laughs> uh, no, it's good to have you back. And uh, thanks to anybody who sat in over the last few weeks to help sort of fill the gap as we necessarily do. Meg's, Meg's did quite a bit. She yeah. did, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, and that's been a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, and so Meg's from just down the street from me. Yep. And then rather than turn left, today we turn right. We've got a special guest with us today. We do. Friend slash neighbor slash relative of one of the podcasters. Yep. Uh, we want to welcome Anthony to the show. Hello, Anthony. Hello, hello, hello. There we are. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. And that was Anthony. Thanks a lot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> glad, glad I could be helpful. Total awful. <laughs> he brought cookies, though, which is nice. Yeah, it's, it's not too often we've had podcast cookies. Yeah, I've already eaten mine. It's gone. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we're here today to do episode number one sixty six, taken with dogs. No, I'm sorry, it's John Wick. <laughs> John Wick is the name of today's film. So <laughs> you mean uh, fighting in the dark? <laughs> Isn't that a Bruce Springsteen song? We're just fighting in the dark. <laughs> uh, no, we're here to do uh, John Wick. Uh, yeah, and so um, it came about. I'll do this part here. Uh, Anthony reached out to me to go, hey, John Wick 4 is coming out. You feel like seeing it? I'm like, I have never seen a John Wick film. And then I went, but as luck would have Travesty. it, as luck would have it, I always had this scheduled for this week. Wow. Well, because John Wick 4 is coming out. So yeah, I thought, yeah, let's yeah. do John Wick 1. It qualifies. How have you avoided John Wick? Have I avoided? I haven't actively been trying to avoid it. How does it, it? qualify? Oh, okay. this isn't- That's, you know what? Wow. wow. Interesting question. How? I'm not going to fight you on that. <laughs> he fights everybody else. It's, <laughs> That's probably it's, why. It's strange. Um, I love this movie. Oh, this, is, this has got yeah. Liam written all Ooh, over it. Can yeah. I have 30 seconds to sum up this film? Can you just do it at the end? Can we do it at the end? Yeah, yeah because we've got all the, all the usual stuff to go for. Let, let's do the, the, the opening stuff. Yeah, before, I mean, yeah, I didn't mean Before right the person now. who's like clicked in because they let John Wick go, oh, what do they think about it? And then you just like make them go, stop. <laughs> I didn't realize that I was still making a lot of noises when I, when I was watching it. 
Oh, yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I caught myself at one point and went, ooh. Well, I'll, Calm t- down. I'll tell you what, we've made a lot of noises over the last few we weeks. So let me bring it back to that. Last week, we released The Man in the Iron Mask. More on that coming up. Good. Friday past, we released our Friends of the Podcast subseries, the one with the candy hearts, Janice. Janice. <laughs> And then um, we think this Friday coming, we're going to release our, our real roundtable. Uh, we may have to have a conversation once the mics go dark about <laughs> how ready we are to record, because I'm not sure we are. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> you just show up and talk. I actually have to do math. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. I thought you meant he's made the... No, 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 no. It's, it's just about can I, can I tabulate everything Who, and feel... Uh, you can remember okay. the music. Because I don't, wanna, I don't to want to release about. it and forgotten someone's list. I, I would feel terrible if I'd done that. Oh, okay. So, I mean... We can always put it on to the next week, can we? Or week after, or... What, the roundtable itself? Yeah, yeah, Oh, for sure, for sure. So we can always delay it. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd never delay it and have it done right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's as much on me as anybody else. It's just been really busy in in the real world. It is. Because we don't just live in the microphone. We don't just live in your... Well, you if you're listening, you live in the microphone. We live in your headphones. And so, (laughs) although we live in your headphones, we also have real stuff going on occasionally. And just this week, yeah, it was just busy for me in the whole schooling thing. So you don't just spend your life just sitting here, just speaking into microphones, just watching films. You know what? Like, like, not, Not the world you live in. They say, like, if you ever won the lottery, would you still work? And I would totally try and make this a thing. Yeah, I would totally put yeah, all my yeah. energies into it. Oh no, I'd be on a yacht. I'd be somewhere. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 the dedication there, Liam. I, I need something to fill my days. No. I really, really would. Of course, so, I would. Yeah, I'd yeah, take yeah. so many dance classes. Yeah, I'd do you something. Even recognize yeah, me. I'd me. be like a stick thin uh, muscle thing. Otherwise, that's when it's when you just go out and you just buy stuff and you go and you and, and you blow through it all. You know yeah, what I mean? No, no, no. It doesn't so keep something to keep yourself sort of passionate about, and, and, and something to do with your days, I guess. So that's I mean, that's totally I want to be that do. guy. There was this some this guy that went to every single rainforest cafe in America in like twenty one <laughs> days. I want to do that as a career. Like, if I had that money, I'd do that. Have you heard about the guy who's currently doing every single ride in every single Disney park in twelve days? So twelve parks in twelve days, including all of the international travel. Are these people it's incredible? Geez. Are these people documenting this? This guy is, yeah. Okay, so there's to, something yeah. in that at least. Yeah. Then you're trying yeah. to have, you're trying to be an influencer. It's of on some Twitter. Sort. Yeah, it's really mm. cool. Okay, I guess. Not, <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you make around. it a little bit easier though? <laughs> I'll do all of them in six I just months. want to go on them and I'll release thoughts <laughs> on know, them. It's a challenge, isn't it? It's, challenge. Like, <laughs> it's a very expensive challenge. Days. You, know Jeez, what is, you know what Ryan's is supposed to be? Fun. Should yeah. we do that? No. Well, he, does, he, he enjoys them all, but he's also, he came out to Paris and Around then went to, to the Asia Around day you are parks. no longer enjoying this. I feel he's, he's taking us for a ride. He's on day, I think he's on day 12 today. Well, you talk, you, I mean, you talk to, well, I don't, you don't speak to them, but you hear about rock stars who are like, I wake up every day in a different city. I don't know where I am. Yep. I do, I do the same thing over and maybe the same wouldn't it? you wouldn't be able to you wouldn't be able to appreciate it you just go into the no. next thing i mean yeah at the end you can say i did it well, well i think it depends how much you enjoy these rides i mean you know someone would look at this and go you've been doing this for three years christ i'm bored but you know because you love it what yeah. about if you want to go back on that ride again and you've got to queue for another three hours? Well, no, he's not He's not able to queue for three hours. He's having to use like the fast pass systems and the lightning lanes and stuff to get on oh, God, all of the l- rides. Expensive. I think it's like 170 rides in 12 days, but that includes flying from Paris to Asia to to do the Japan and the Hong Kong parks. Your geography is falling apart in real time to us here. Yeah, I can't <laughs> remember where they all are. Shanghai and Hong Kong, um, and then coming over to do California and then Walt Disney Florida. World. Yeah. He's finishing yeah, I'd dedicate today. a whole Jeez. day to do one of those spas just so I can detox. 
<laughs> that sounds like a lot of stress. All right, to I'm going to pivot back. Yeah, please do. Pivot. <laughs> <laughs> Another Friends episode. Yeah, we are. Um, and so, hey, funny you mentioned Friends. I want to talk about some of our friends of the podcast. Hey, people who hey, have the lights yeah. on here at the Studio of Awesomeness. Uh, I'm talking about Julie, All right. Hermes, Come on. James DeGuzman, Lena Oberholzer, right. Ensidy and Davies. Yeah. Chris Peterson, All right. Randall Silva, Ooh. Dwayne Smith, Dwayne Smith, the Yeatmeister, yeah, Reverend Yee. Bruce. That's what I like to see. I forgot about <laughs> Ethan and his lag. <laughs> Nate the Great, <laughs> Andy Dixon, yay, Holly. All right, that's Holly Callen. <laughs> Cheesy, <laughs> woo, with the fish on a bike. That's right, Richard, <laughs> and the cool cat himself, Ryan Cookett. There we are. Bugger. <laughs> I bucket that up. <laughs> You had one job, Dave. No, I had one job. <laughs> hey, and I think it's interesting to hear uh, Anthony say that because you've you've actually blessed you. You've been listening to the pod kind of uh, off and on for since 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 like the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So I, I obviously started in the back of the beginning when you first started doing this, and and I, I, I in fairness to me, I will hold my hands up. I did drop out of it for a little while because <laughs> I cannot. I realised quickly listen to you guys and work. <laughs> and at the time, I, was I am not home. surprised in the slightest no, by no. that <laughs> because I cannot. Not talk to you guys when I'm when I'm listening to you talk reviewing the, a film. I'm sitting there going, "No, you, that that is completely wrong." Or yeah, totally agree with you on that. <laughs> so the first one you're talking to Liam, and the second one you're talking to me yeah. is what I've discovered. Because <laughs> as I understand it, you're never wrong from why from what from here. Acknowledge me. <laughs> perfect you're acknowledged so yeah so yeah so now it's come i guess in a sense not full circle but here we are here you are actually a chance to sort of yeah. s- speak and have your the, the thing that's gonna be interesting is what i do because i have to listen to them all back is like quality control so i'll listen and i'll forget what i've said obviously because i do very little editing now we just sort of put a, a start and end on it and then just push it out unless ethan says something inappropriate and i have to write down the time <laughs> no, i've been good that. i've <laughs> been good he's been good he's been good yes is the surprise the one who is like touted as the very progressive woke one, I say so much awful stuff. That we have still. to cut, yeah. Yeah, we do have to cut. <laughs> I'm a the they them that causes mayhem. <laughs> so, so, outside of that, I'll be sitting there, I'll be listening, I'm going, oh, I wish I would have said this. And then I will save a thing I'm wishing I'm saying. So, you, you can have that experience. Oh, cool. That'll be great. Fantastic. Yeah. Looking forward to it. And it goes full circle. Um, <laughs> You just sound so sarcastic. No, really you know, you mean, I've been looking I took to you. I took you as genuine, buddy. Yeah, yeah. me too. Don't, don't, don't let don't let Georgia. It's just family. Georgia's right. know me longest. So that's yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah, we should mention this. The relative is 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 Georgia. Anthony's my cousin-in-law. Yeah. Yes, there we are. Yeah. So such is. Yep. I think it's five or six when I first met. Yeah. Probably. We're running out of neighbors. I'm going to start knocking on random doors and be like, <laughs> "I do a podcast. <laughs> you want to just come on? The whole neighborhood's getting to go." <laughs> At one point, you did have Canadians next door, didn't you? I still do. Oh, you do? I still do. Oh, there we o- are. Other side of what you're pointing, but yeah. Oh, yeah. But they've, 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 they've recently had a, a babe A. Uh, that was disgusting. That was great. That was so bad. <laughs> a babe A. Oh, no. <laughs> a babe A. I thought you were trying to do that thing that, uh, what was it, Moira says in um, Shit's Creek. You know what I've missed? That I can do this. There we go. I've just muted Ethan. To be fair, when he first came on, if I'm muted you, buddy, um, when he first came on, he was trying to talk to us and hadn't realized that he had muted himself. So he has, he's, he he's a little bit rusty, bless him. Um, <laughs> let's talk about some, maybe rustiness, maybe not, some reflections. And corrections. There you go, buddy. Um, <laughs> our Monday release for our birthday confused a lot of people. We wanted to take advantage of it for two reasons. Number one, it was our birthday on Monday. Yeah. Yep. Happy birthday. Thank Number you very two, much. Podbean were going to call us their podcast of the week, and I kind of thought, hey, be good if we had a new episode to drop of that day. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that was the reason for it. Absolutely. It's like a lot of messages going, do you guys make a mistake and release this early? And I'm like, no, if you think I got to it a day early by, yeah, usually this is a Monday night job. <laughs> so the fact that I, la- last week I had to go get out. <laughs> I have to put this go off. home. Go home. I don't want to talk to you. I have to, <laughs> it's, I'm very gregarious. The mics turn off and I'm like, go. I'm talked out. I gotta, I gotta go ahead and push this pod through tonight. Has it made any difference? I was very confused. Uh, it was, well, I'll talk about the effect of kind of, what the week's been like in a, in a oh, moment. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I gotta push this button first. There's a mistake I think I made. This one's overdue for a bit, and this one's on me. Um, when we did the Wedding Singer episode, yep. uh, we were talking about Alexis Arquette, and uh, I had mentioned at one point Alexis's, um, when her, um, her uh, brothers left a kind of like a eulogy in a magazine that said, uh, first we knew Alexis as our brother George. And yeah. that was incorrect. It wasn't George was not the, the, the birth name of Alexis Arquette. It was Robert. So oh. David Rosenthal brought it up and has been very consistently reminding me. I have yet to acknowledge it. So we have acknowledged so it. You, Please feel acknowledged. <laughs> acknowledge me. There is the uh, acknowledge thee. Um, let's go ahead. This one goes on everybody who's not me or Anthony or Ethan. So really, I guess I'm saying Liam and Georgia. There's a mistake. I think I made. Russell the Posty got in our ear and said, there is a Taco Bell in Spalding. Is there? Chris oh, Peterson right. said there's one in Grantham and one in Lincoln. Oh. There's one opening so, in Cambridge next month. Well, to be fair, That's I can't. I, I can't. Uh, I can't give Mark about ones that aren't open yet. But we were talking about what would you like to have over here, and I went. I don't have Taco Bell's here, and you guys went. No, no, no. There's no Taco Bell's here. Well, I don't remember being in Taco as, Bell. Like, yeah, I've never, I've never walked past a Taco Me either. Bell. No, no. Whereas I've walked past like. All of the other ones. There we go. So, yeah. hang on. If you guys were to take me to task about the the, the Krispy Kremes where you can see them in the window oh, being made, I wanted to bring up the Krispy Kreme. Actually, I can totally bring this up. So that's everybody who's not I, me. I wanted to bring up the Krispy Kreme because uh, I was listening to the to the pod, and I'd just come back from the Krispy Kreme in Peterborough when you guys were like, "There isn't. There's none in the UK." But well, ones and where you say have, you can see them getting made and all that. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, I didn't have the heart to mention people. Like, I've just come back from that one. Not have the heart to. It's all good. I don't yeah, mind pushing the button. Don't mind. Uh, Jesse B gets a hold of us. Says, "Oh man, one of my favorites as a kid. Not Taco Bell, but uh, Man in the Iron Mask. <laughs> my first introduction to the whole Three Musketeers and a heel Leo." Uh, that bag is definitely being picked up in the headphones. <laughs> um, we've got uh, this one's from Hermes. He says, "Push this." There's a mistake. I think I made. That's three in one episode. It's been awesome we've done that. Yeah. Hey, Hermes. Who said uh, he knows there was Patreon feedback on Serendipity, and we did. Once the mics turned off, I was I went, "Oh, it was Joe versus the volcano." I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah I wonder yeah. if anybody will bring that up. And then, <laughs> hello, Hermes. Hello, Hermes. <laughs> <laughs> he listens intently. He 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 definitely does do that. Um, Sir gives a damn. Who uh, we also know as Mr. Mikey Wood, or occasionally as Fred. There we go. <laughs> says, okay, so ready for a history lesson on the Musketeers? Yes. D'Artagnan was a real guy. Charles de Bats de Castlemore. Athos was based on Armand Athos. Porthos on Isaac de Portho, and Aramis, whose name is actually Rene de Herblay, but they call him Aramis on Henri d'Aramitz. All four were actually Musketeers, but it's likely they never actually knew each other 
Oh, that's cool. They just had cool so, sounding names. This is like Cyrano de Bergerac. You use real people as starting points, but the rest is fiction. Not that anyone asked, really. Yeah. Cool. That's what he said. I didn't say that anyone asked. He even put anyone in capital letters. Not. We always appreciate factual accuracy. We do indeed. Here on the yeah, BFE. Absolutely. So thank you very much, Fred. I love a history lesson. That's right. Uh, we got uh, one from Carlo, who was talking. We were talking a little bit about the other Musketeer films and what was going on there, because you mentioned a Chris O'Donnell film, and I mentioned a terrible one that I saw, but didn't think it had Chris O'Donnell in it. There was um, a seventies one. There was a couple. Well, Carlo didn't talk about the seventies, but he said <laughs> uh, the one with Justin Chambers was one I saw it was from two thousand one, where he played D'Artagnan. The one with Chris O'Donnell uh, also played D'Artagnan was the ninety three one that included Kiefer, Sh- Kiefer Sutherland and yep. Charlie Sheen. Yep. I remember the poster for that Oliver one. Platt. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> he said the 2001, though, was indeed universally panned. It was one of the first times I walked out of a movie theater and was like, I really should ask my money back. This was not a completed film. Well, I actually, going back to the 70s ones, that, they were all right. That had Oliver Reed in them. Yep. He, he played uh, Porthos. How'd you say it? Porthos. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He played him, yeah. Uh, Andy Dixon, uh, our, our Scottish member of the uh, of the BFE, says, Fifth Chair totally slipped my mind, but I wanted to save his films often. is a favorite of mine. Uh, one that I have to go back to every so often. Although listening back, I've realized that I never made the connection between D'Artagnan and the King, even knowing it and watching it back. Um, Love Gerard Depardieu as Pathos, and there was something at the end of the Musketeers, and their old uniforms charging the gun smoke. The film also made me read up the legend of the man in the Iron Mask. Well, look at that. We are promoting literacy. Absolutely. And, you know, what kind of English teacher would I be if I didn't go, huzzah? <laughs> uh, then we've got one more here from Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Who says, I love having Meg on the episodes. Rough day for you then, buddy. Uh, she is <laughs> so funny. Georgia and, and her um play off each other so well they're like naughty schoolgirls. while ian tries to keep the lesson on track yeah i felt that yeah, way that too totally i do that five days a week i don't need that during the pod no no i also love that liam's descended from royalty liam the beloved i suppose <laughs> yeah blue blood as well as blue hair uh, yeah it's actually quite plain right now yeah, it is because you're because you were in a play playing for a play i was yeah i was in a in a play called the accused it was a courtroom drama Ooh. if it was french it would be jacques jacques <laughs> yeah very good so yeah, really enjoyed it. Had my final night last night, and uh, it went down rather well, to be fair. So yeah, there you go. I saw, it, enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Post show blues now. We've spoken about it. Oh really? Yeah. You just want to scribble randomly while other I people do. talk for I three do. hours? I do. <laughs> yeah, I really do. <laughs> <laughs> to say that you had a supporting role doesn't really do that justice. <laughs> More of a cameo. <laughs> yeah, but you're there the whole time. Those notes didn't write themselves. <laughs> you really could have sold that as like a ticket for like someone who just wanted to beg. If you're in row A4, congratulations, you're playing assistant counsel today. <laughs> it's okay. You've only Actually, got, you've only got five lines. Idea. You could, couldn't you? <laughs> you could have. Yeah. <laughs> How interactive is that? It would be very good. If you could trust the person, that'd be all right. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, and, uh, Dwayne continues, I, I thought the Fast and Furious films would be great birthday episodes after Back to the Future. You don't need to take them too seriously. You'd have 10 years worth of films to keep you oh, going. God. Well, if you consider Hobbs and Shaw, we'd have 11. I really enjoyed Hobbs and Shaw. No, I haven't seen but from about six onwards, I don't. <laughs> says you could also carry on with Star Wars, but Ethan might take those over a bit, you think? Really? Well, we got, we do May the 4th every year. We as do well. May the 4th, so we're coming yeah. up on that. Uh, spoiler alert yeah it's, it's, it's continuing it's a bfe tradition so there we are it is oh speaking of to, to any listener uh in about two three weeks there'll be the star wars celebration convention hosted by lucasfilm in london if you're a listener uh and you're going 
give us a message because I'll be there all four days and I could maybe bring like a sticker or a badge for a... We got a bunch of stickers, buddy. You can go yeah. ahead and take a whole pile. We do. Yeah, we do. And just, just in case. I'll be there all four days in different wacky costumes. Wow. Okay. So uh, we'll definitely get Ethan to sort of touch base with us here and we'll sort yeah. of uh, do stuff with the Instagram and the, and the Twitter and all that stuff. Sounds good. We need to get Ethan right in the Instagram, I think. Yeah, I want Ethan on the Instagram. I'm gonna do it like I'm gonna put this out here live right in front of everybody. So he, if there's not much action from the Instagram, that's Ethan's fault, folks. <laughs> we had a conversation about it. I was like, yeah, I'll start it, and then I had to go dark for like yeah, three, four did. weeks, you and did, then I went, you. and then like, we went. Oh, it's okay for multiple yeah, of us to have it, but yeah, if you if you can take over like primary stuff, that'd be great. Yeah, just because. Um, so there we are. Um. I had to burp slightly, but <laughs> let's do some shout outs, general shout outs. Uh, Ian Davies wishes us a happy birthday and a pen bid with a hapus. Still sounds Scottish. Still sounds Scottish. It does. Sci fi remnant for the love. Uh, Andy Dixon, who thought he was giving us a lovely endorsement. <laughs> and he wrote, and he put the, our link beneath it, but the caption read, can't, so the question was, what is your favorite podcast? And his response was, can't recommend the BFE. <laughs> and then had our link. And I'm like, if this is, is there's two options here, Andy. Either this is a missing word or two, or, or it's just kind of mean. <laughs> and so he saw that. And In he a re- passive aggressive way. <laughs> he requests that this be pushed for him. Okay. There's a mistake. <laughs> think I'm Forgiven, he later responded with, can't recommend the BFE highly enough. There so thank you very thank much. You. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh, my next favorite movie for the love. A uh, new listener. Uh, this is a very unusual name. Uh, Unjinked Schwab's Jersey Hall of Fame. Oh, Boom. that's incredible. Who says, okay, so I actually started. So they want, I did it hey, podcast. I went, hey, check us out. We do one of those things you're looking for, a podcast. Okay. A film podcast. Oh, the film podcast. Come rushing. No podcast. Recommendations. Give us five minutes. There's thousands out there. Give us five minutes and I bet you become a fan. And they said, well, what you, they, said, they said, they said they're going to start with Princess Bride. And I was like, oh, that's a good choice. Yeah, deep, a good choice. I said, deep cut. Deep cut. And then I, they pivoted and said, okay, so I actually started with speed. And I approve. <laughs> Appreciate you pointing me in your direction. Hey, hey, we just want to say. So I said, can I use that? They went, absolutely. Said, Thank you very much for giving us a shout. They're going to be that. disappointed. I wasn't on speed. If you are. <laughs> yeah, it all goes downhill from there. Yep. Um, oh, no, that's what I was on. Well, they, they like you. They just don't hey. like me. Yeah. That's okay. Should we mention how good the numbers have been since the Ethan's been away? Oh. <laughs> that's <laughs> At first we thought it was Julene, and then it wasn't Julene anymore. Yeah. It was, it was the, it's not Meg's, because he's only on three of them, as opposed to all four of them. It just seems to be when Ethan's not here. Oh, oh Ethan. Um, Where was I out here? Uh, the numbers. Yeah, the numbers. Uh, we've got the movie loot. That's Carlo. Thanks a lot. And we just want to give a little bit of love to M from Verbal Diorama, who hit episode oh. 200 of her podcast this, this week and did The Wizard of Oz, which I thought was a great choice for a 200th episode. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to find out about the um, legacy and history of the movies you know and the movies you don't, go check out M, Verbal Diorama. She's out there. Um, random word. Um, oh, that's the thing. If you want to get a hold of us and give us your feedback, let us know how you're finding it. We are available mostly on Twitter because Ethan doesn't do the Instagram. Uh, <laughs> at best film ever pod on the Twitter. It's probably the platform we're most active on. <laughs> probably it's the only one that we're really that active on. Uh, random word though last week was mask and we had some heavy hitters come out this week. So it was Ooh. good. 
Your next favorite movie, uh, who did uh, Dwight Schrute from The Office wearing the mask like he was Hannibal Lecter. Dull yep. thing yesterday. And then Hermes thought it must have been good because he did the exact same one. Oh. Oh. He's kicking himself right now. There we are. Uh, then we have um, Russell the Posty did Sting, the wrestler, who was wearing a mask of his... He's, he's a wrestler who wears face paint, so he had a mask of his face paint on. Okay. And they took it off and it was him. Ah. So it was like, that was cool. And uh, Andy Nixon must have really liked that because he did that one as well. So there we go. <laughs> Uh, Chris Peterson did one of someone wearing a piece of pizza as a or a pizza itself as a mask and the tongue sticking through. The sl- it was the most disturbing image. <laughs> I have never requested this before. Anthony and Davies, please remove a win from Chris Peterson's win. <laughs> this offended me to my core. I'm, I'm, I've had nightmares about pizza face. This does not count. Remove a win. Was it the tongue through it that put you Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> was it like a really shitty pizza? Yes, it, it, wasn't even, it, was, yeah, it wasn't even a good pizza either. Yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, Anthony and Davies, uh, who did I think the from Scotty, David from Scriptical, did, have you seen the episode of Friends where the three guys have the T-Zone sort of masks when they're trying to clear themselves? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. They did that one there. Uh, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Who did Nixon from Point Break going, I am not a crook. Oh, that's oh. great. I love that one. <laughs> Julene had someone in real life with a horse mask and took it off and wearing a fox mask underneath. But I think the win has to go to Ryan Kukets this week, who did Bane from The Dark Knight Rises. Nobody cared who I was until I put on the mask. (laughs) That's got to be the win. Absolutely. I'll say this much. Level was high this week. Yeah. High. Good random word. So... uh, I am going to put out this week a a, a separate uh, thread for the random words. They're all in one place. Yep. This is an idea, Hermes. I think it's a great idea. Well done, For anybody who thinks that we're beefing still. (laughs) Um, Only off mic. (laughs) It's all ruse. Hermes is Ethan. (laughs) That's what we can't show his face. That's why. It's my clothes. It's just too obvious. Um, So we're going to do that. I'm going to do hashtag random word BFE, and people go ahead and throw that in there. If you've been listening, going, what are they always on about? Twitter, go ahead and get a hold of us up on the Twitter. Twitter. Hashtag random word BFE or BFE random word. BFE random word. Sounds better. It does. So there we are. Uh, let's go ahead and say, why don't you give us a review? Apple or Spotify. I hear five stars is a nice number. Five is the magic number. Can we talk about this for two minutes? Yep. There's a few yep. things I want to talk about for two minutes. Go for it. Everything everywhere all at once wins all the Oscars. What amazing uh, Oscar sweep. Ooh. I didn't think Happy too much boy. of the film. But Except for on. all the hate Jamie Lee Curtis is getting. Can I just Why? say that? I, think she, I, I don't think she should have won. I, I think I think it should have gone to Stephanie Sue or uh, even uh, oh god you want to say Angela Bassett right Angela Bassett yeah she did the thing um, I think I don't know I think Stephanie Sue was better in everything everywhere she had more to do I'm gonna say this nobody was saying any of this stuff until the Oscars Jamie Lee Curtis was winning this award at every award ceremony and then we get to the Oscars all of a sudden now people are talking about Stephanie Sue being amazing yeah. Oh, I've been saying this from... from I'm, no, I'm, okay, I'm, you. I'm, you individually. Yeah. But you admit you were gone for a month. But, I, I think she I was, I was gone for a month. So, yeah. you know. Get I, did, I think I even said in my review, um, Jamie Lee Curtis was there, just because out of all the you performances... You did. You did say that. It was, it was, it was, it was the, the least... 
like the, the least out of all, that's but it's saying something because they're all great performances and sometimes these things turn into lifetime achievement awards especially for supporting actor and supporting actress it does tend to happen oh i did say yeah um, i said on twitter i think this is more of a career award than a performance award uh angela bassett famously didn't clap when uh or smile when um jamie lee curtis won and the uh there are people who are kind of overgoing there going oh she's she should have done it i don't really care about that you know what no but people but on the flip side people are bringing her up going oh it's real that's great finally someone and i'm like okay no no, hang on no i don't i'm I'm not here to crucify her but i'm not here to 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 to, to glorify her either for not doing it no i think you lose you do do the right thing you, you do the gracious thing yeah because if you had won, you would want all of them to clap for you. Yeah, you wouldn't want them not to clap that's, for you. That's you? just what. It, and then people who are angry because Angela Bassett it didn't win are now attacking Jamie Lee Curtis. And I'm like, everybody has different have, opinions. Have you seen all the? It's another thing because none of us have seen all the movies. I didn't even really like the movie. I can't comment. I can comment on but, on Stephanie Sue versus um, Jamie Lee Curtis because they're yeah, both in the same film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't yeah. comment on Angela Bassett's performance because I haven't seen Black Panther two, Black Panther Boogaloo yet. You know, then that was well. a good, good film. Okay. Well, it's, I. Uh, it's really funny. Someone <laughs> told me yesterday, and but it's really interesting. Someone told me yesterday how terrible the film was, but I'm like, the wow. reviews have all been really, really strong. I'm trying to think of who See, it was I, now. I won't yeah. lie. I have a bias here because uh, Namor is my my one of my favorite comic characters of all time, and I didn't know he was in it. So when he showed up, I lost my goddamn mind. But outside of that, I thought it was a really good film. Okay. No, I thought. Um, Everywhere, anything, everywhere, all at once. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, that one. All the everys. All the every, everywhere. And then it won everything. Uh, yeah, it did. Anyway, <laughs> that film, I didn't like it that much because it was a bit too avant-garde for me. But, you know, you don't see me going, oh, they didn't deserve that. They didn't deserve... Absolutely, they I'll say this. It. When we watched, I said, it doesn't feel like a Best Picture winner. That being said, I've now watched four films from, from, from the Best Picture nominee list. What did you think to that other one? Because I did finish Banshees of, of, of yeah, yeah, Sheeran, yeah. and I finished it before I went to bed last week before the oscars were on because i wanted to know before i found out who won i wanted an opinion on those two films because okay. they were the big two and what do you think to that oh it's a really interesting film it's one i wouldn't mind unpacking but i did feel that at the end of the day um everything everywhere all at once is a more it's, it's hard a more story. it's hard because banshee finish sheeran is so it's it's so slow and stoic yeah and everything everywhere all at once is like non-stop yeah, it's like comparing, I imagine, someone having a slow toke on 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 a doobie and just sort of mellowing out <laughs> versus someone who drops like 19 hits of acid and it's just all coming at them. Because it really was like, a, like an overload in the senses in one. The other one, it made you wait for everything. It did, yeah. I really like Banshees of Inishirim, but I, I would have said, I went to bed going, the one that I would, the one I, not even I would expect, but the one that I would go, yeah, yeah, it's a better Best Picture winner. Is everything everywhere all at once? Yeah. So nothing. So though I wasn't, I wasn't sitting there going, "This feels like a best picture winner." I didn't find anything that fit that mold better than that film. Well, Top I, Gun was good. Avatar two, it just isn't one of those Oscar best pictures. Didn't like Avatar two. But anyway, <laughs> I think they deserve them Oscars. And so you know, at the end of the day, like I said, I didn't enjoy the picture myself because it's too avant garde. But they they deserve what they get. Excellent. You know, why, why, why trash on people that, that win something? Let's move on to uh, this one for two minutes. Podbean part three. Oh, yeah. No, no, this is good. We were the part of the week this week. Yay. And so our numbers, yeah. <laughs> our numbers have been really, we've had a fantastic week. And so 
very appreciative towards Podbean, who it looks like have introduced us to even, even if you get five new people who listen to everything and yada, 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 that's a win. You know what I mean? But just the fact that we were given such a high profile place for people to discover if they like the BFE or not. That's great. Yep. yep. Yeah. Because I think our content holds up, I think, if, if people give it to listen and films are kind of their thing and yada, 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 I think we do all right. When you look at our runtime, there's no mistake. That is our biggest barrier for a new listener to go. They look at it and go, you what now? What, four hours? <laughs> We've been done four hours in a while. I'm quite proud of that. I'm quite proud of that. Being said, we're only on page two. <laughs> so, um, but there is that. So, uh, appreciative, thankful, all those stuff. Thanks to the peeps of Podbean for uh, trying to make it right. Yeah, and, thank you. Uh, yeah. It's been good for us this week, so I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative of that, and thank you very much. Uh, was it, we, we, I thought we'd be one of the pod. We, we were the singular podcast of the week they had, so we oh, were in the wow. front of yeah, yeah. Wow. So you're in the front of a lot of stuff. So thank you very much. Uh, one last thing, we talked about this for two minutes, and it's got to do with Lance Reddick. Yeah. So Lance Reddick was in this film. Lance Reddick, uh, we'll talk about him. He comes up, but just for the sake of whatever, he plays the hotel manager. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He died this week. He died I, yesterday. I did yeah. hear that. Yeah, which was not was. obviously we're not doing this in response to that. This was no, always no, no. in the can because of John Wick Four, and so uh, even just a couple of days ago, he was uh, he took a picture of himself at home with his dogs um, on the night that everybody else was at the premiere. He stayed at home. Now you can infer why was he not at the? Was there something we don't know, and we don't have to know? That's not necessarily our juncture to know no, what, what his health journey was. But it was one that surprised a lot of people. And for me, Lance Reddick was someone I discovered for the first time watching a program called Lost, where he had oh. kind of an enigmatic role. And he's great for this. Who's this Who's this mysterious guy? He can play that really, really well. I thought you were going to say The Wire. No, no, not The Wire. Not The Wire, the wire uh, which is what a lot of people – I think The Wire was, was after that. But, yeah, The Wire yeah. Uh, is what most people, I think, how many people were, were introduced to him. So – yeah, it was just something I felt like uh, saying that was something that I wasn't uh, wasn't expecting, and then no. um, yeah. I was making sure Ethan could make it, and he said, uh, "Have you heard about Lance Reddick?" And I'm like, "What?" And so I did a quick Google and pretended like I had. Yeah, I'm like, yeah I know. What are the odds? But I was like, "This is insane." Yeah. So yeah, I don't. It's weird. Age game later, but he, he wasn't wasn't old. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know mm-hmm. how old he is. Uh, at the time of death, so I guess I could do the math, but <laughs> now I know that I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I look just to see what he's got. He's got a, he's got so much still coming out because he's doing the the Anna de Armas John Wick f- film uh, ballerina, and he he he's he was or is Zeus in the Percy Jackson show coming out next year, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah, to yeah. See. and the video game community too because he's like the main guy in the Destiny games, and also I think you played it in uh, Horizon Zero Dawn and Forbidden West. Like he's. He's a big part of that. I've yeah. got it. I got it for free. It was yeah. part of a bundle I had to buy to get a PlayStation, but I've never actually cracked. It's still in the shrink wrap. <laughs> <laughs> the other one, they're actually clank when I just uninstalled it yesterday to make some room for other stuff. I'm like, yeah, I paid like an 80 pound premium just so I could get it. Yeah, that was yeah. it. Yeah. You know what it's like. I mean, you're, you're crazy about your modern video games and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> if it's something new and techie, Liam's got I'm it. I'm all over that. I'm all over it. I'm always showing these guys how to do stuff. So why are we doing John Wick? Well, because John Wick 4 is coming out. So there we go. Easy. Yeah. Day before uh, my birthday, actually. Pardon me? Day before my birthday. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Look at that. It's pretty cool. And then we've got The Pitch. Ooh. So I asked Felix to stop by. And he, uh, oh, good old Felix. 
He normally can't be asked. An ex-hitman comes out of retirement to track down the gangsters that killed his dog and took his car. <gasps> you know wow. what I'm really annoyed about? What? Felix not telling me there was a dead dog in this film beforehand. <laughs> I do not like finding out that dogs die in films. It makes me sad, especially when they're beagle puppies. And yeah. I literally just spent all of Friday night with two beagles. Okay. Made me sad. I did predict, I did predict this might have... Uh, been a bad reaction let's just let's just get there let's get there felix you mentioned the dead dog felix works very hard felix does not work hard Uh, (laughs) he floats in and out like like anything he comes in he records a bit and he leaves yeah he didn't even stay here for the pod he's producing uh, does he Felix listen to anyone he doesn't want to meet me yet does he listen to anyone i always get notes i always get notes yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, this was directed by chad stahelski um, who's never directed anything before this? <laughs> well, get on him then. But was directed John Wick two, three, and four. Uh, previously, did work as a stunt coordinator, so you can clearly see that. I think, yeah, obviously, yeah, that makes sense. Um, written by Derek Kolstad, who uh, has written John Wick one to three. Didn't write number four. Hmm, I wonder why. Oh. I don't know. Maybe there'll be more story in four. Bit of trivia. The name John Wick comes from into the mic, my good friend. Look at the learning Sorry, curve buddy. here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Uh, John Wick, the name, it came from um, Derek Holstad's grandfather. It did. It did come from his granddaddy. My one bit of useful information. There we are. On your bike. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm done now. I'm off the door. Bye-bye. Cinematography by Jonathan Sella, who did Law Abiding Citizen, a film I really like. It's not very well regarded on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's brilliant. Is that the one that I watched the opening of and then went, nope? Yep. Cool. Deadpool 2. Cool. Hobbs and Shaw. I like that. And Bullet Train. So I'll take them for I went to cinema to see that, but I only saw the last ten minutes. I've, I yeah. fell asleep. <laughs> I, really enjoy, I really enjoyed Bullet Train. It was it was a fun time. Uh, music by Tyler Bates, who did Three Hundred, Watchmen, The Darkest Hour, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Hobbs and Shaw. And for the most part, I really like the music on this film. It's kind of like an industrial feel to it the whole way through. Yeah, it carries um, it. And I think it works with the characters that we have in front of us. It's not music that I would ever just put on for my own listening enjoyment. Same. Same. Uh, neither would the licensed music in the soundtrack be, but it fit the uh, it fit, it fit the, the mood. The mood the film was going for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought really, really well. So uh, let's try and I've got a lot of context. I'm going to try and condense it, shall I? So first time I saw this was today. Anyway, first time Georgia, you saw this was Yesterday. I'm guessing based on your reaction to. I mean, Felix is just trying to book a podcast for crying out loud. Uh, Anthony, I'm guessing because of your invite, you've seen all, all these movies, I would yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, so I saw all these. I sort of binged these over the, uh, over the over the lockdown period. That's when I first came across them. What is this lockdown you're talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I just closed myself in my house for like six months. There you go. Uh, Liam, you've seen these before. This has got you written all over yeah, it. Yeah, of course I have. Jeez. Cool. Especially when you get further on in the series, you've got people like Mark Cascos in it, you know. Don't even know who that is. But anyway, in the early 2000s, <laughs> Derek Kolstad struggled to gain recognition as a screenwriter, despite being related to another, sorry, to successful author, Laurie Wick. Kolstad produced up to eight screenplays per year, but none of them were fully realized projects. And in order to further his career, eight a year. he moved, well, let's be honest. How many pages was the screenplay for this? Twelve? I bet you I've got more notes than his script genuinely was. Genuinely three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Our course dad moved closer to the film industry in LA, but decided to leave, he decided to leave LA after two months. With encouragement from his wife, he found a manager and wrote sixty screenplays before finding success with low budget action films. I'm not I'm not trying to troll this. It's just doing it. Himself. I love it already. The more you talk, the more I'm loving this. <laughs> it's the laughter that gives it away, though. Over four days in two, either 2012 or 2013, Colstad wrote a spec t- uh, a spec script titled Scorn. Scorn. Yeah. yeah. The inspiration came from two terrible revenge movies that Colstad had watched. The story centered around the character of John Wick, a long-retired hitman in his mid-60s to mid-70s, modeled after older actors such as Clint Eastwood and Paul Newman. Cool. Um, so, uh, Wick is portrayed as an underground legend, but one who's been absent for decades, causing younger criminals to dismiss the tales. Kind of like the sound of this movie. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. This sounds better, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the writer struggled to determine the inciting incident, though, that would lead to Wick's return. We will later see, of course, what he chose instead to make that happen. I was inspired by a bunch of action films which he saw growing up, uh, including Aliens, Predator, Die Hard, uh, revenge films, Western films, noir films, such as Miller's Crossing. Um, and so he also wanted to draw uh, levity and uh, humanity from comic actors such as Buster Keaton, Harold Lloyd, Charlie Chaplin, and Roscoe Arbuckle, none of which I think you could really uh, say so the problem Where did that go? He also, <laughs> as well as his favorite animated uh, television series, including Rick and Morty and SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, wow. Those are two very different shows. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea. John, John Wick, Wick and, and his dog. dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally going under the air. <laughs> um, so... Um, <laughs> Colstad met with his agent to discuss the five offers the script received, but the agent told him to ignore all of them except for the lowest bid, because I guess it would be more true to what he was going for. Originally, he said he wanted someone older like Eastwood or Harrison Ford, but later decided he wanted someone who was not physically older but had a seasoned history in the world of the film. Because you still need them to fight. Yeah. You know, you can't have... It would have been a really different film yeah. with, those, with those guys in it. You know, it's more believable with uh, the mid-40, 50s actor, isn't it? Now, you put it in a stunt double in and it doesn't matter because it's in the dark anyway, so you oh, <laughs> would be able to tell it was a different well. person. So Colstad and the lead actor, who we'll talk about very shortly, spent the weekends over the next two months performing about six rewrites to fit the actor's style. Wick was made younger, uh, with him being presented as a 35-year-old, optimistic, yeah. and dialogue was trimmed to convey him as a badass. A five-page conversation between Wick and the priest character was trimmed to Wick simply going, uh-huh. that's brilliant so um yeah Uh, they decided they weren't going to at first they were going to depict wick's impossible task but then change that going let's not show anything from before helen's death um most most principal cast were added to the film in october 2013 it was based on actors who were kind of around new york city to help keep the budget down uh, but financial issues were significant. So things like investors who owed them $2.4 million would send a check for 2400 and be like, oh, whoops, I messed up. Uh, oh, I ran out enough zeros uh, on the check. Uh, great. <laughs> You'd think in Hollywood this wouldn't happen. No, exactly, yeah. So, uh, oh, no. Oh, no, that's okay. I thought I, had a, I thought I missed a page, but just an empty blank page. Um, this is why you spend the big money in the paper. This, this stuff, this stuff, this stuff's crap. <laughs> I'll have to change that. 
So um, he considered canceling the project, but his lawyer said you'll be sued into bankruptcy by everybody involved if you do that. We said, well, I can't pay for the movie. What am I supposed to do? The answer to that was he actually gave his personal credit card out for resources, such as the costumes and other such things, rationalizing, at least I'll get some air miles for it. Uh, The lack of financial security delayed filming by two weeks. um, And so... um, the funding eventually came from a bunch of uh, small sort of uh, producers and whatnot, but including actress Eva Longoria. Oh, wow. Good on her. Yes, it was produced by Eva Longoria. I was trying to remember why I knew that name. Yeah, she's from Desperate Housewives. Well, I definitely don't know from that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what else she's really done. She was, she was like the big, like around 2000... I don't know, six, two thousand five, she would have been like the it girl everywhere. So okay. yeah. I just saw the name at the end on the title of the I know that. Um New York City was chosen as the main filming location, although it would cost millions more than other cities. Uh, they wanted a neo-noir location and one that felt big. And uh, as the director said, if I shoot John Wick with the Brooklyn Bridge in the background, it feels like a big movie. It does. I think so. I think, I think it's okay. cooler if it's New York City. I definitely think it's the right, right location. For the feel of the film, it's quite dark. You couldn't do this in LA or somewhere like that. It's too bright and too sort of sunny, you know? Yeah. It definitely felt like the right place. Even yeah, like later when they use the flat iron building, it just it makes it look so yeah. epic. Big. Yeah. I thought it was the yeah. flat iron building. We wrote that down. Yeah. I'm yeah. feeling good now. <laughs> yeah. so, I'll tell you what would be good, though, if they could do a prequel, couldn't they, to this? About what he was like beforehand? Yeah. Yeah. What he was like beforehand and what he went through to get to. Get out. I guess you could, although Didn't it's going to be... Man, some of these people are getting old, man. Yeah, I'm not saying him per se, but, you know... Oh, okay. Maybe you could have... You could recast, like, all the characters. Yeah, you, okay. you, you'd have to, wouldn't you? Because that ain't something they thought about, or have thought about. What they? was this, 2014? About that, I yeah. think. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think so. I can't believe it's going to be 10... Like, it's going to be 10 years old next That's year, because it still yeah, feels... Doesn't feel like crazy recent. I see. I it's, it just exists in this hypothetical space in my head because I never saw it at the time. So I'm just like, like oh, okay. this has got me written all over it. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, so let's do a deep dive. We get Summit Entertainment title card. You know, it's going to be a high budget affair when you have the good people at Summit Entertainment. Um, we get the cold open. An SUV crashes slowly into a cement wall, and a bloodied man gets out of the SUV. We meet him. His name is John Wick. Roll credits, yeah. played by Keanu Reeves. Absolutely. Canada's own Keanu Reeves. Do you know, I think he's grown as an actor over the years. You know, he's done some really horrendous films, you know, and horrendous parts. But actually, as he seasons, he, he, gets, he gets better. Do you not agree? What's your definition of acting, Liam? Because <laughs> if it's a glorified stunt double, well, then yeah, he's great. Like, is he more... Like, has he realised who he is? Yes, but what is acting? Is well, acting the ability to emote and pretend you're someone else? In which case, I don't know. If it's, does the guy know what his strengths are and he's just playing them a lot better than he well, ever did and therefore realizes who he has as a bankable movie star? Yeah. He's, he's, is, is that acting? Well, he's still acting a part, isn't he? He's not going to win an Oscar for it. Of course he's not. But the question is, is he a better actor? So the, the skill we're talking about is acting. As opposed to, is he more marketable? Does he know who he is? Oh, you, I, I do you see, see what I'm saying? I, I do see what you're so saying. So it's Tom yeah. Cruise. So Tom Cruise went through stages in his career, right, where he was a movie star. <clears> and yeah. then he hangs out with Dustin Hoffman on a set of Rain Man and for about a decade goes, screw this, I want to be an actor. Yeah. And he tries he, really, really hard for about does. 15 years. And then when he, they never gave him the Oscar 
And he probably deserved one or two along the way, but they never gave him the Oscar. Yeah. And he's just kind of gone since then. Screw it. I'm going to be the world's biggest movie star again. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's what he's done since. So Keanu Reeves, you know, I don't think he's ever really worked on his craft of acting. He's more bankable now, I guess, than he was. Back in the day, they'd say, like, well, you've done your big action movie, Speed, whatever it is. Now he'd, then he'd go to like a walk in the clouds. You're like, nope, 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 (laughs) nope. Or he'd do like Hamlet or Much Ado About Nothing or Bram Stoker's Dracula. And you're like, this isn't really your thing. Realize what, and I think now we're in a more forgiving time to go, look, this is who you are. You're a better version of Jason Statham. But you know what? I love Jason Statham. So do I. You know, but Jason, he knows his strengths. Jason, and he knows, yeah, yeah, he knows, so, his, yeah. he knows like, his wheelhouse. It's like, in a world where no one believed in love, <laughs> one man's looking at Jason Statham, Drew Barrymore. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that. He's just an I old Carlo Ren, isn't he? I want to see that. <laughs> Adam, well, but Adam Driver can act. That's the difference. That's Adam Driver really can act. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to go with. Yeah, yeah. I think Keanu Reeves is a, a good actor when he's not talking. And as much as I enjoy, the no, story, you're right. Yeah, th- th- there's a bit where Larry's like, "I think I'm back," and I'm like, "I, I get it. I get what you're saying, but just don't he's, talk." He's, okay. be- he's better at brooding. Maybe yeah, he's, he's, good. he's a good face actor. Maybe he's just got more presence now as an older actor than sure. he had when he was younger. Sure. Because I want to like you, Reeves. I don't know what it's about him. I just want to like him. I feel him. like he'd probably be a good egg, yeah, if you met I th- him. I think that's why. I think that's he's a really he's nice guy. Sort of, he seems to be like the flavour of the month at the moment. He's definitely sort of anything that, we, that he's in at the moment, he seems to be successful. And I th- as you say, it's because, I think it's because people like him. Well, Cyberpunk, yeah. Yeah. That, but I think people just like him and therefore they go, well, if he's in it, then I'll watch it. But no one's expecting him to win an well, Oscar like that. The, 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 the internet loves... Keanu Reeves, like he's like a walking yeah, meme, yeah, yeah. and there's all these stories about how, how genuine of a guy he is and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So Pedro Pascal is becoming the new uh, Keanu Reeves, but people are way too obsessive with him. What? What's your link here? <laughs> oh no, is in like being the like the internet's favorite guy type. He's in every like. If your thing's marketable, it either has Keanu Reeves or now was, was it's ever, Pedro was, Pascal. Was Keanu? Because I was thinking, I was actually really was thinking that at some point we need to do a roundtable on Keanu Reeves. His career's been long enough. There's no reason why we shouldn't. True. Mm. Um, so, uh, so on that note, I was thinking though, has he ever been the guy? Because I don't think he ever has been the guy. He, he was a I think guy. he's had moments. See, he's accidentally been the guy. Yeah. He's, had, he's had like three or four breakout roles, and he's never been able to follow them up. No, true. So mm. Bill and Ted, happy accident. He's a young guy, whatever, right? Yeah. So there's number one. Then he goes away for a bit because, you know, he's stuck in stoner sort of territory. And then he comes back, and they go, okay, we're going to make him serious. We're going to make him an action star. Speed. Yeah. And speed's great, but they never found him from the follow-up. And he's doing all this other stuff where he's like trying to act. Yeah. He yeah. also did. He also did like um, Parenthood, which weren't that great. In Parenthood's great, but he's like that's but before he, he breaks. That's yeah, before yeah, he breaks yeah, big. Yeah. He's just a supporting role in that. Yeah, I remember yeah, Parenthood. Yeah. Now he can. Uh, <laughs> he's got the camera, and he's like, now he can record our love, <laughs> <laughs> which he stayed like that for quite a while. That's who he was. He was. He was uh, Ted Theodore Logan for all, all for a while. Through, yeah. But then he's he does speed, and then he gets stuck because they're like, hey, you need to show some versatility. I said, no, you really don't. At least and, he tried to do versatility, though. And then he does the he goes away and he does this little independent movie called The Matrix, and it makes all the money, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, now he's got to be a thing. And no, that kind of ends up, and he never did anywhere to capitalize on that. No. And and The Matrix as a, as a property itself, it releases a confusing second chapter, and then the third chapter made everybody kind of just turn on it and go, what? 
He did a film way back when with River Phoenix called My Own Private Idaho. And I haven't seen it for donkey's years, and I don't really remember that much about it. But I remember it being um, a big film that people talked about, not a big film as in like a blockbuster film, but it was a film that people talked about. Like they were going to go somewhere, they were going right. to be something. Keanu Reeves and... River Phoenix River was the Phoenix. better actor. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if River Phoenix had been alive today, he'd have been doing some well dramatic stuff. Sure. Um, and I think they were really good friends. They were. But I really can't comment on my own private Idaho. But at the time, I remember people... That was a big talking point about these kids are going to go somewhere. So back to my point, though, from Ethan, where he's going to be the hit guy who, if you look somewhere, he's there. I don't think Keanu Reeves has ever been that. No. I mean, I Sorry, think bro. I mean more Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. You're wrong. <laughs> uh, everything is back to how it should be. There we are. But I think he likes it being that way. I think Keanu Reeves liked being that guy that's just nearly there. He didn't want to be the huge Hollywood blockbuster star. I don't think he, he just shows up no. somewhere. Yeah, he just shows up somewhere, says something. Everyone goes, oh, wow, Keanu Reeves, words of wisdom. And then he goes and does something that no one expects, like a video game. And then he disappears again. On his bike around the Hollywood yeah. Hills. Well, Keanu Reeves, uh, John Wick, we said was named after the grandfather of the writer. Uh, he was paid one to two million for his performance and brought his own personal experience of loss and grief to the role, believing he related the character's emotional state. And he shoots speed just weeks after River Phoenix dies. And he uses that pain in the scenes where Harry dies yeah. in speed. And we talked about it all the way back on episode yeah, yeah. whatever it was. Uh, our new listener can tell us what episode it was because yeah. they <laughs> <laughs> totally remember that. Because they checked that out. Yeah, so. Uh, but so I remember at that point. So describing the character, Reeves said, uh, John Wick thought his old life was something he would never go back to. He thought he was stronger than he is when really he'd been drawing that strength from his wife, Helen. He thought he was in control, but when the switch flips, there's no turning back. He always thought of it as a kind of Old Testament revenge story. When someone takes the things he cherishes, violence erupts and he can't temper it. See, Kid Reeves is a really bright guy. Mm. Like when he did The Matrix, I remember we talked about he read oh what's simulacra and simulacration or something like that oh it's this simulacra sim, simulacra and simulacrum yeah. yeah and that's like this really out there postmodern text about what the world really is and what the world really isn't oh okay and like um the wachowskis made everybody read it before they were allowed to be on the film and most of them just sort of plowed through it and was like yeah all right i didn't get it <laughs> but he was like able to like like cite it and was like use it for his character he's a br- that's the weird part he's so clever yeah and then none of it like shows up in his performance because <laughs> no. all this choose- like sorry, what? do you think he just chooses wrong the wrong script do you think he just chooses the wrong film to be in i think I think someone told him, you're in next generation's Tom Cruise. And so for a while, he was trying to show that breadth, because Tom Cruise has breadth. Tom Cruise was in The Firm. Tom Cruise is in Jerry Maguire. Tom Cruise is in Top Gun. You know what I mean? What can't Tom Cruise do? Yeah, true. Besides be taller than the woman he's paired with. <laughs> but outside of that, you know, Tom Cruise is very versatile. And Especially I think, in his younger days. Yeah. And so I think... I think that's all it's been is that they've been trying to make him into something that he's not. Um, yeah. Whereas I've never really had the issue with Tom Cruise and going, I don't think your line delivery is up to snuff, which, which I definitely do have with Keanu over the years. In some of the, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he said, his best when you just make him, 
you know, the Matrix worked because he had to be confused the whole time. That works really well for Keanu Reeves. You know what I mean? It does. It does. Just act like you don't know what's going on. That's kind of, I know Kung Fu. You know, it's like, <laughs> like, like you're overwhelmed. He does that really well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But when it's time for like any sort of real like line delivery, that's when it falls apart, especially if he's got to string together more than one sentence. So obviously Shakespeare was out. Whoever told him to do Shakespeare should be fired. That's I think he's done. I think he's, I know. <laughs> I, I think he's done two of them. So I think he was in Hamlet as well, if memory serves. Was he? I think he's a small role. I don't know, but he was in Bram Stoker's Dracula and that was terrible. Yeah, he was so, bad. Enough. Whoever said, you know what you should do? A proper bit of cinema and you should act opposite Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. And you will shine Cause, off the screen. Because that's not going to expose you at all. <laughs> but I love that film. That's a good movie. I've never made it all the way through. It's a good movie. Went on a writer's in that too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, um, they had Reeves grow out his hair and beard and dressed him in stylish suits to create recognizable visual elements to Wick. He undertook four months of training, including several hours per day in a gym, strict diet, stretches, and learning choreography. Although he had previous martial arts experience, see the Matrix, the directors wanted to create a style fitting for John Wick, having him train in judo, Japanese jujitsu, Brazilian jujitsu, and, uh, Arnis, I think it's called don't know what that is no. as well as taking tactical gun courses with the la swat and navy seals he also learned stunt driving skills which we definitely saw we him do in definitely this film. saw yeah and he's playing this video on a mobile phone and it's his uh we'll find out soon to be deceased wife kind of having a moment with him on the beach and it felt very the end of point break it's a beach it's raining yeah it's like johnny utah's just decided he's not going back to being a cop there's cliffs on both sides man where am i gonna go i'm not gonna paddle to new zealand (laughs) Um, let him go he ain't coming back we'll get him when he goes back (laughs) he ain't coming back title card and there's a beeping alarm alarm, which may as well be shot for shot out of the matrix i know exactly what scene this is he's in the club and you hear the music goes boom, doo, boom, doo, boom, doo, and the boom, doo, boom, doo, and it's this alarm clock, and it's the same shot. I'm like, is this whole thing going to be like this? No. So I was like, is it just enjoying my homage? Yes, it is. It's 6 a.m., time to get up. I just have my notes. What time do people get up for work? About half ten. Yeah, you do, don't you? <laughs> Oh my god, I'm supposed to be there at 10. It's the benefit of owning your own shop. <laughs> I get buffed. You just tell the guy who you work with, yeah, I'll be in when I'm in. <laughs> Georgia? Uh, I get up usually about quarter past seven. Quarter past seven? Yeah. Wow. I leave the house just before eight. Andy? Uh, alarm's on for 6.30, but usually my daughter wakes me up bitter about six. Okay. So I, I am woken up against my will. My alarm's on for six. Now, do I get up at six? Uh, it depends on the day. Depends on the day. I, ca- I can snooze as far as seven and still make it without any issues, but I'd rather I'd rather get myself there a little bit early and have sort of... Oh, you time. I'm the boss. So you kind of <laughs> want to sit there and make sure you have the idea of, like, how's the team going? You can't be the guy rushing in at the last minute being like, what's on today? <laughs> no huh? shit on as you walk in the door. Uh, yeah, you can't be that guy. So I, I do have a good team of, like... Um, it was a level below me where they're still like in management as well, where I kind of walk in and it's, it's kind of like, okay, what's, what's the short list? We got this, we got this. Okay, great. Let's do, here we go. Here's the vision for the day. Let's go. That's good. Such is very yeah, West, yeah, yeah. very West wing. Some the one who gets up the earliest then. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I still struggle to get up there at half 10. 
<laughs> I did too, but then I turned like 30. You know what I mean? <laughs> I still haven't turned that yet. Um, but this time, he's, but he's alone. And so we saw in the previous shot, we saw him, you know, looks like he's dying while he's watching this video. But now he's in a bed by himself. But we know he's married. So what's happening? So he goes downstairs and he's fixing himself. And there's a focus pull on some pictures of, 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 Key, of John Wick and a woman. But it's all really blue and gray. Julian, I hope you're noticing all the colors I'm talking about this time. <laughs> uh, and then, But we keep getting interspersed with these flashbacks. And it's just little bits, but it's all bathed in this orange, orange. light. Yeah. So you get the idea that something's been taken from him. They do that so much in this film where, where, where they, the light in the dark and the different colors. And it's really, you don't notice it until you're really looking for it. I really like that. Really like that. Mm, yeah. I remember um, <laughs> the school I'm at, we do these, uh, a couple schools I'm at, we do these end of year sort of lip sync videos that we do for fun. And uh, the guy I was uh, collaborating with, I think he was going through a breakup the one year and he was like, I just really want to make this year's really gray and blue. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then I saw what he came up with, and I'm like, "Oh, I get you, I get you." And the following year, we made it really orange and happy to make up for it. <laughs> I definitely think he was going through something. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of what I hit there. Best inspiration, though, isn't it? Probably best inspiration. I, yeah, so best work what, 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 what are you going through? Yeah. 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 Um, so we moved to a hospital where he's kissing either a comatose or a dead wife, and it's not orange for that flashback anymore. Mm-hmm. And I've asked, is this the present or a change in the tone of the flashback? It doesn't really matter, but he walks away, and we have this close-up of his hand as he's holding a necklace or bracelet or something in his hand that obviously belonged to the woman we surmise as his wife. Yep. And he's making coffee. Like, like the wedding ring still really present on his finger as well. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, obviously intentional. And there's, uh, there's almost no... There's actually no speech in this whole first, I don't know, five, ten minutes of this piece of the, the, the film. And it, yeah. But you get so much from it. Yep. It's really, really, uh, really cool how they manage it. Uh, on the day of the funeral, he stands in the rain, pathetic fallacy and all that. Woo, gotta love some pathetic fallacy. Georgie, you want to explain what pathetic fallacy is? It is when nature represents, like, whatever, what's the word, where mirrors or enhances what's going on in the mood of the story. Well, the weather represents the mood of the story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be, it can be like weather in general though, can't it? Or like nature in general. Yeah, it can be nature, but nature usually manifests itself through As weather. Through yeah, weather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So for instance, remember in uh, Romeo and Juliet, mm-hmm. it's storming before the fight happens between Tybalt and whatever. The oh, storm represents yeah. the fight that's yeah. about to happen. Oh. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a little there's a little English happening when you filmed today. Wow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but it's a strange term, pathetic fallacy. Yeah. Neither of those words suggest weather to me, no. but there you go. Um, and then a figure watches his John from a distance, but because he's backlit, we can't see him. Ooh, an enigma. Nope, not for long. It's Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this mysterious guy? It's Willem Dafoe. Um, yeah, Marcus. Uh, Willem Dafoe described Marcus as an assassin on a very high level who serves as a father figure to Wick in the sense that he's the king of the pride. When a new lion takes over the pride, he slaughters all the cubs. He added traits to his aging characters, such as a scene of Marcus making juice, because he believed the character would maintain his health to keep up with the younger assassins. That's, oh, yeah. a, that's a director going, you'll be in my movie? Yeah, but I want to make juice. Yeah, cool. Just you'll, you'll be in the movie, right? I liked him in this. It's like when we did Twelfth Night, and Meg said, can I be in the kitchen scene? I'm like, if you sign up to do Twelfth Night, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> sure. What's your list of demands? You want me in the kitchen scene? Done. That so. worked good with her in it. I did. Uh, I'm not sure it worked as well with Willem Dafoe and his juice, but all right, cool. Yeah. But it shows he's thinking, cause I'll be honest, there's not a whole lot to Marcus in this film. No. no he was wasted, no, I think, no. in this. He is wasted in this. Because you actually have an actor. 
And not just you, 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 you have an actor yeah. who can emote exactly. and yeah. just yeah. wish they'd have kept him in it for the more. Especially because he's not the villain. No. So if you want brooding, like, but yeah, we, but we, but we've all seen the Green Goblin. You know what I mean? So I think if you saw, if someone had said to you, "There's a film on with Keanu Reeves and Willem Dafoe in it," you would not expect Willem Dafoe to play to play this role. In no, such a small small role in this role. Yeah, I agree. With you. I think they did wrong doing what they did to him in that. <laughs> but there we are. Uh, I've gotten my notes. Reeves' line delivery still isn't great. Because he, because Willem Dafoe goes, how you holding up? And Reeves goes, I keep asking, why her? <laughs> Marcus tells John not to blame himself, and he goes, what are you really doing here, Marcus? <laughs> so I'm just checking up on an old friend. And this is where I thought I'd establish my rule of movies, which is, if you have an actor who feels too big for the role he's in, He's going to be the twist. He's going to be the villain in the end. Yeah, I was wrong on this one. Because yeah. I thought, surely you're not going to waste Willem Dafoe. Which you think? <laughs> no, you are. You yeah. really are going to waste Willem Dafoe in this yeah. film. Yep. This could have been anybody. It, it didn't been. matter. It didn't need to be Willem Dafoe. No. no. I agree yeah. with that. Sorry, we thought we'd have more for you. Yeah, go make all the juice you want. Okay. <laughs> We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you did have about 10 pages of script but we got rid of it you got rid of it <laughs> and replaced it with a conversation with a priest and just, then we got rid of that you know, you know that great scene you had we've turned it down to what are you really doing here Marcus? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Keanu call Keanu didn't want to learn any more words uh, I did hear that Keanu Reeves along with the director both sort of helped pump their own money into the production of the film at various points when it was failing so Keanu's done this millions of times you know like if someone like an actress weren't getting paid as much as the male actors he would compensate them if somebody like um, I think it was Devil's Advocate uh, with Al Pacino Um, Vanity my favourite sin he forgave his bit to get Al Pacino in the film. Uh, so that kept the price, the movie. He's still down. spending Matrix money. Yeah. Because Matrix, they couldn't afford to pay him like really anything for salary. Yeah. But they said, we'll give you points on the film. Oh, there we go. And are, it made then. all the money. Like, like, we're talking like, a, like over $100 million. That's amazing. Because Will Smith famously turned it down. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, yeah. He was going to be Neo. <laughs> Can you imagine? Woo! I know Kung Fu! Ha 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 ha! Slap. I, I used to like him, but I've gone off him so much. I've man. gone off him so much too. I haven't seen the... Uh, I have. The Chris Rock thing, have you? I have. Okay. And he starts off by saying, I used to like Will Smith. Okay. I thought he was great. I thought he was this. I gotta check this out. And uh, I've seen the last five minutes. All right. Well, of course, they're going to make you wait for it, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Netflix wants you to, to get those minutes up. So, yeah, it has to justify And um, I, I heard that um, Will Smith said he hadn't watched it, but family members have watched it. Yeah. And he said, why can't we just let this go now? Oh, Will Smith's angry about it. It's like, yeah. yeah. Fuck off, Will. Yeah. If you're listening to this pod, fuck off. <laughs> I no longer watch your movies, so fuck you. <laughs> I, what he did in front of that Woo-hoo! live audience was despicable no i think we've been fairly consistent with that you know and if anybody you know young kid who liked will smith and was you know seeing him as this great person why would you show that especially when you've got two kids of your own i'm just saying it really riles me. Throughout life, people make you mad, disrespect you, and treat you, <laughs> you bad. bad. Let God deal with the things they do, because hate in your heart will consume you too. Woo! Ha ha ha! Just saying. Listen to your own track. Yes. Now, Will, this is a very sensitive subject. <laughs> it's just you now. Just the two of us. Um, ding dong, hello. There's a package. It's a dog. 
Oh, this little dog. This isn't the Chinese food I ordered. Um, There's a card. It's a Daisy and his wife, uh, played by uh, Bridget Moynihan. I've seen her before in things. Yeah, I don't really know. It's a name I've seen, but I couldn't place her anywhere. She's given him a dog, a grief companion. I, I, I I, I know people who have gone through stuff and have used a dog as a grief companion. Absolutely. Uh, I know even the summer where I got separated, man, my, my dog, thank God for my dog. Yeah. Thank God for my dog. Somebody to get me up out of bed in the morning, a reason to go outside and go for runs and do things like that and get me in the fresh air and make sure, because that was, that was, a, you have to do it for the dog. That was a dark summer, man. And yeah. like, thank God for the dog. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, I get this, I get this on this level. And, um, uh, she sort of explains that dog is kind of there for someone, something for him to put his, for this very reason. Put your energy into this. Yeah. Because you need a reason to get up. This is the reason. And the dog will not let you lay in. No. <laughs> and if you've ever seen um, um, Afterlife, which is a series yes. on Netflix yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with, what's his Ricky name? Ricky Gervais. Thank you. Brilliant. Um, the power of a dog had. Ooh. The decisions he was going to make. I'll just leave, I'll just leave it there. But does it because, because of a dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, Say what you will about him, in you know, as a person, or whether you like him, or whether you don't. He writes some really good stuff. Yeah. Um, I've said, what kind of dog is this? I want one of these. In Georgia, what kind of dog was it? It's a beagle. Is a beagle? Yeah. I love a beagle. Oh, beside it's beautiful. Of the dog's name is Daisy. Of course. Yep. <laughs> um, Moynihan did not read the script entirely. It wouldn't have taken you long, Bridget. Wanted to only <laughs> know as much as Helen would know about Wick. Um, Iwanek said that Helen probably thought John had some skeletons in his closet, but it wasn't important, as we all know as an audience, as the moment he met her, he became a different person. And the lighting is less blue in the next scene. Daisy's starting to bring John some joy, and Daisy's put on the floor by the bed. I've gotten my notes. If he wakes up and the dog's in the bed, I call BS. That's a huge jump for a dog that age. <laughs> uh, then the alarm clock goes at 6 a.m. The dog's in his bed. <laughs> Actually, doesn't the clock go at 5.59? No, Yeah, the does dog, the dog right. wakes him up at 5.59 for the 6 o'clock alarm. Uh, the dog is in bed and is, like, licking his face and all that stuff. And John forgets that dogs need to let themselves go to the toilet outside and they need to eat. Uh, so there's a great bit where they both got a bowl of, like, bran flakes. Bran flakes, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. The dog loves it. Not even something <laughs> sugary. You gotta give him bran flakes. Pip would be happy with that. He loves oh, milk. On milk his, he has milk. If, if he has like his dry biscuits in the morning, if he hasn't eaten them, he waits for me to eat my cereal. Then I go and pour my milk on his biscuits and he eats them. Oh, okay. God. Yeah. Uh, they go for a ride. It needs some petrol just in time for some Russians listen hip hop to pull on up. And we meet Yosef, played by Alfie Allen. Astonishing uh, bad luck that he just happened to put. I hate this so much because this is the crux of the entire film. The entire yeah. series. It's so <laughs> stupid. One, one meeting. I don't mind because we've been on a bit of a nihilism kick here at the BFE lately. I don't mind the idea that randomly this guy comes into his life. It's that. He's the son of somebody. It, it, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. part that bugs me. Yeah. It's just, it makes it feel like, like, hello, Mary Poppins, London. Please meet John Wick's New York. Yeah. Yep. Because it's like eight people. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, hate it. Uh, Alfie Allen, of course, from Game of Thrones. Game of yeah. Thrones. Theon Three. Greyjoy. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, Lee Allen's brother. Does it really? Yeah, Did you say Lee, yeah. Lee Evans, brother. Lily, yeah. Allen. Lily Allen. Oh, Lily Allen. That makes the much singer. more sense. Yeah, and Keith Allen's. Didn't son, she do then, a song about smiling or something like that? Yeah, mm. and she's married to David Harbour. Well, David Harbour, he of Stranger Things. 
Yeah. Ah, oh, very and, cool. And uh, was it Black Widow? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, the best part of Black Widow. He's also the star of the upcoming Sesame Street movie, Grouchy. <laughs> <laughs> I, love that. I love that video. If you haven't seen it, it's uh, it's great. That is good, isn't it? That's oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you introduce me as Grouchy? <laughs> <laughs> isn't that a spin on the Joker? It's the Joker. It's yeah, all it yeah, is. yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Alfie Allen said he was attracted to speaking different languages and accents, spending time in the Russian bathhouses in New York to test his dialect. I thought his accent, when he bothered to use it, was fantastic. Yeah, when he used it. There were random parts where he'd just be like, hey, and you'd be like, that's American. It's when he had single word answers yep. is when he dropped it, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, he found some of the physical punishment his character endures difficult. Uh, alongside spontaneous editions of Russian dialogue, he had to quickly learn. Uh, he compliments John on his Mustang, and he's touching the car. Like, clearly, boundaries are being broken here. I'm not a car guy, but I'm pretty sure you don't just go up and start touching another man's I ride. I am, but yes, you don't. Um, the thing is, this car is a beautiful car, and you never see it again for the rest of the movie once it gets taken. Do you know what I mean? I assumed he would get the car back. Do you know what I mean? I'll just just put it out there. No, that would be too much story for this film. (laughs) (laughs) It's a 69 Mustang, isn't it? Oh, it's beautiful. Um, Is this a 70 Mustang? 69. He then touches the dog, and that feels invasive, especially when the dog represents his wife, right? And there's something there. Uh, Theon tells John in (laughs) Russian (laughs) that everything has a price. Um, Bitch. Bitch. And then John responds, not this bitch, also in Russian. And then this causes, an, uh, then Theon gets all upset because unlike in Game of Thrones, he's grown some balls. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my poor guy. <laughs> he's, he's going after John Wick. And uh, some other Russian victor has to intervene and just tries to, to settle things down. I'm kind of wondering when this is going to go somewhere later. What was this guy doing at this point? But yeah. Yeah. Stupid. Like I know, he's, he's, truly I know, was the era for Alfie Allen to be an absolute scumbag. Yeah, I, 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 I know he's like, I, I know he's like a spoiled rich brat who gets whatever he wants kind of situation. And you know, people don't. He doesn't just come up and because people are afraid of his dad. But it does. It did feel like I don't know why everybody goes along with this plan here. No, they should just said, "Oh, let's stop picking on someone who's just the general public." Yep. Who you don't know because he didn't know it was John Wick, did he? So, general public nope. Joe, leave him alone. Yeah, you know we're a we're a high organized gang. You know, leave the poor guy alone. Yours after his car. Blah blah blah. Done. Uh, they go to the airport, and John does some great spins and practice stopping on a dime. I guess that the purpose of this is to establish that he can do this for later. I think which he's is always, great. I guess I, I, don't, I think he did it because he was still trying to keep. It, cause it's been four years, hasn't it? Was the dog still in the car? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Whilst he was doing yep. these turns and the dog wasn't secured and just sat on the seat. But why should... Cool. I hear what you're saying, but why show us this? I think it's not what he does it later. We're going... Oh, yeah, I saw him do this oh, earlier. okay. But even if... Because even the story tells us he's done. He's out. Yeah. So why does he keep on... Why does he keep everything? Why does he... Well, there's grief driving. Yeah, he's, there's part, part of this where he's driving straight towards it. The, the massive great diggers, which you'd obviously have at an airport, and he just suddenly slams it, slams the brakes on. I presumed he was sort of half thinking about maybe taking his life because his wife died and that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, seems weird with the dog there. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, yeah it does conveniently seem weird with the forget dog. that the dog's in the car because you don't see it. While there's some, no, you don't. There's some beautiful cinematography in this parts where he's driving and the sun's coming through the window where lens flare and it's golden. Oh, oh it looks I love beautiful. It. I love it. Um, so there we are. 
Uh, he then lets the dog sleep in his bed tonight, and the dog wakes him up, and it's like 3 in the morning. He goes downstairs. We think it's for the bathroom. Nope, it's a home invasion. They attack John with a lead pipe, and then uh, they kill the dog off screen. Uh, I did not like this. That's the point. Yeah. Because the question needs to be, how much is too much? Sorry, what can justify what's about to happen? Yes, I see. And I don't know. Stealing the car is nowhere near enough. His no. wife's already dead. The bit where you've killed my wife, so I'm going to come back and get you, that's been done. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. been done so the dog becomes the thing that separates this from everything else like it it's kind of the it's the th- you need similarities and you need differences for things to work out well right so i joked yeah. this is taken with a dog but in many ways it's taken with a dog you know we've, we've seen the revenge i'm gonna come get you because you've got my daughter you've got my wife you've got my whatever but you yeah, killed yeah, my yeah. dog that represents my wife that hasn't been done and so that's enough to go oh okay interesting and it needs to be something that you go, mm. and so when we see John, because if John already had the dog, that's not good enough either. So we need to see John get the dog. Then we have to see John grow attached to the dog. But And what it represents. Yes, but also then you have to kill the dog before he gets too close to it, because then you can't come back from that. Like, then you're... Like, you've really got to be careful how much the dog you put in. Because oh, if you okay. get too attached to it as the audience, then you can't come back from that dog killing. No, you can't. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And you can argue, I'm sure George's about to jump in here. She's, I've seen her raise her mic. I didn't come back from that. And that and I get that. I guess I'm talking about the majority of people, but go ahead. Oh, no, I was absolutely on board with the film at this point. I was like, no, this is, you go kill people because they killed your dog. That's fine. But, like, it's from, from this point where I go, or from maybe 10 minutes from now, where I go, oh, okay, this is all this is. Because there is no more story after this. He tries to get revenge and just fights lots of different people. They try and put some more story in. But it just isn't. It's it, Genuinely, it's like John Wick walks into a building to find someone he wants to fight. It's a dark building, bearing in mind. Yeah. He goes in. It's a dark building. He's going to fight them. There's extras on set. Have they spoken? Have they been important yet? Are they a woman? The quest- answer to those is whether they actually die or not. Because if there's a woman, he won't kill him. Is, is this your rant you had ready to go? No, it's just, okay. it's just coming out. It's okay. just it's just so <laughs> it's frustrating just because you, he literally walks in, he goes, I'm going to kill either this one or this one. And then if it's if it's just extra number seven and they're a man, he'll shoot them. If, they're, if they've got a bit of skill, then he'll fight them and then he'll kill them. If they're a woman, he won't kill them. If they're someone who's actually Fair had enough. some dialogue, he will kill them. He won't, he won't kill them because they need to be killed later. It's just... Oh, it's just not good. There's no story. Which is kind of, again, I I linked it to Taken at the start because it's all Taken is. You've got my kid. I'm going to go and just kill you all in reverse order of importance until I get to you. Until I get to the top. And then, hey, we're back. Great. Roll credits. And there's very little room for anything else. To a degree, yeah, what's the new twist you put on the the Taken franchise? Because this feels a bit low, low, low budget in the sense of how they've sort of established elements of it. Yeah. Like, what they do, they do really, really well. But it's not. It's not the kind of money. It's not the kind of film that takes a lot of money to make. So don't get me wrong. All the fight scenes are great. They're very yep. well choreographed. They're very well filmed. You can tell he's a stunt coordinator in the same way that you can tell. Oh, what's the guy's name who did High School Musical? Kenny Ortega. Yeah. In the way oh, you can tell, he was a choreographer before yeah, he was yeah. a director. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's 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 like I could do with a film that's got maybe two or three of these fight sequences in. But then some actual depth and character development would be great as well. Other than my wife's dead, you killed the dog she got me, so I'm going to kill everyone 
along the way to get to you not caring that all these people also have families and whatever but it doesn't matter because they're extra number 72 and i'm gonna kill them can, can i pivot back to this yes you can, can. But I'm, guys, I'm done for a bit bad guys don't succeed so they're getting hit with <laughs> he's getting hit with a lead pipe or a steel pipe and then we look at theon Greyjoy, who goes sleep tight bitch and he knocks him out uh now afterwards they've obviously consciously positioned the dog so it's the first thing he sees when he comes to now, now that's another now, level but see this is what i don't understand because i read it different i read the dog had crawled its way to nah. him that's the way i took because it the blood, okay. i think it's, it's the blood gone. is because the blood what do you, yeah, I, I think of a dog I mean, there's no way a dog's taking yeah. a beating like that and crawling over not to like die not an eight week old puppy no. No, no no well no but that's how the first take i took it so it's literally the first thing he it's right in his right in yeah, his yeah, eye yeah, line yeah, yeah, yeah. like so it's interesting contact, it's my just, read was they just drag the dog across my there. read was yeah theon's being such a dick he's going here we go i'm gonna put it right there so that's the first thing you see when yeah, you wake he, up. I'm saying there's blood trail. That's like he's been slowed across the floor. Sure. Yeah, I hear you. That's why I Look thought he crawled across the floor. Because at first I did think what, 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 what you're saying. I yeah, thought he dragged yeah. over and then I went, oh, it's right in the sight line. Yeah. Now, it's one of those things. We, we don't know. It's not a definitive and unless unless they come out and tell us which one of the two it is. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. So both of them, I guess, it's like Schrodinger. Oh, jeez. It's like Schrodinger's dead dog. <laughs> Jeez. That's going to be the twist it's of the fic- fourth wait, one. It's a fictional dog. I can make this joke. It's a fictional. It's not real. <laughs> no dogs were harmed. I know. It's but... like it said one dog was harmed to make it in this film. No, no. You no dogs me. were I'm harmed. I'm in the film. I'm in the film. We love, we love dogs here at the BFE. We do. Pip's not, yeah. Pip's not here today, which is good. If Pip was here, he'd be sitting here with me right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'd be hard to talk about this in front of a dog. <laughs> it would. Um, so, um, and so there's this really sad score and it's ominous and then we smash cut to the next scene and we just have the sound of the shovel hitting the dirt and the score stops mm. oh it's it's perfect uh we should mention i'll say a story i watched the film forgetting that i had agreed i'd watch the film with with, with liam so i had just finished watching the film at like three fifty-five, and liam came in at four and went <laughs> oh here and i went what and i was very much I, do, I was getting ready to start doing research and all sorts of stuff. And he was like, no, no, I'm here. And I'm like, I've just finished it. <laughs> I was like, well, that's not. <laughs> so I had to go. And he was 100%. There you are. And he was 100% right in the sense that I had agreed. But like I said, work was so manic this week that I think I just saw your message and didn't even comprehend it properly. Oh, okay. So Liam just watched while I did some research and cracked on with some other stuff that I had to do. Absolutely. Uh, but in both cases, I, I heard I heard the shovel hit the dirt. So yep. it, was, uh, it was good to kind of go there. Um, he doesn't re- in in this. He doesn't really get. He doesn't really react, does he? No. Everything is all granite. He don't really move emotion, does he? You know, you kind of see him work his way through stuff. Um, you know, you don't see him cry as such. You don't see him break down. But he does. Oh, I didn't mention this. He does cry when he gets given the dog. Yes. And it's the one time I've written down. Oh, Keanu's actually bringing something into this scene. I thought he was very good in that scene. Yeah, but mostly he's just same all the way through he's just yep. like when he answers the phone doesn't he? he doesn't really talk does he, he doesn't Certainly. you know all these things well because now he's in work mode isn't he yeah yeah, yeah. and when he says he's focused on mm. he? the alarm goes off it's now six nineteen, and we're like oh, okay there's a change in the uh mm. thing but dog's collar is now by the bed beside his wife's necklace <sighs> Ooh. he scrubs the floor and now the flashbacks are the romantic moments from earlier interspersed with the home invasion hmm and there's a fourth wall break. He looks at us, and we're like, oh, shoot, John Wick means business. 
and we smash cut to uh to 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 a garage and uh, we're in john wick stolen car and we meet aurelio who will be the only scene he'll be in it's john leguizamo i like him yeah, really he's good. brilliant really it's the only sequence not the only scene but the only sequence georgie did you recognize this is the guy the the mechanic Mm. who stands up no. to the sloth you know when we did moulin rouge moulin rouge mm-hmm. the, little. the little guy on his knees oh. uh romeo and juliet he's tibble yeah he's okay. tibble i yeah. know the name but yeah the face did he is such a great actor he never get enough credit no i really rate john leguizamo yeah, yeah, yeah he's my favorite part of chef uh he informed his performance based on aurelio's slick clothing saying quote i'm walking through a set and all of a sudden i start feeling a little cocky like i'm somebody and he says all that helps in order to sort of like help develop a character. Yeah. Again, another one where I think the actors were doing a lot of the work that the director wasn't doing because he was setting up for his next stunt sequence. And that's what he knows. He's a stunt coordinator. Yeah, of course. Uh, maybe he needs an assistant who, who's, who's a bit more about the, uh, words. Yeah, but about the words. About the bits where characters talk to each other. Although Leg Leg Wasama's really good in this. But you know, <laughs> I like fight scenes. I know uh, you do. Yeah, I like my action movies. So, you know. Just every now and then you need justification for why are we fighting again? <laughs> I'm too in it. Um, he asks where the Russians got the car. We smash cut to John not being able to drive his SUV because they put like a baseball bat through, bat through it. Yeah. So he takes the bus. I love John Wick. Yeah. Taking, I wanted a shot of him just like just like sitting on the bus. Besides some like, yeah. John Wick gravy or something. on the bus. Um, he's still wearing a bloodied white t-shirt from the attack the day before. And he walks into Aurelio's mechanic shop and asks, is it here? And Aurelio just pours him a drink and says, it was. And we get this sort of like flashback in our cut between them. And we find out Yosef, uh, the guy who uh, beat up John, is a guy named Vigo's or Vigo's son. Uh, Yosef, with the, the flashback, tells Aurelio they own him. Um, and then because he tells him to go somewhere else. And there's a great use of shallow depth of field to sort of show um, Aurelio walking away and they all get blurry behind him to mm. show he's not really part of their world. He yeah. is between. He's caught. He's trapped between these two situations. Yeah. Uh, he does slap Yosef, and that's about it. Um, we get a phone call from we meet Vigo, played by Michael Nykvist, who we did the girl in the dragon tattoo yeah. years ago. He was in that, was he? Nope. Oh. Da- oh, Daniel Craig plays the role that this guy played in the Swedish version of that. Oh, okay. So he, I've seen the Swedish okay. version of he this. He looked familiar. I'd love to do it. It's like three and a half hours long. That's my only issue with it. So and that's a five-hour podcast, right there. And it's all, <laughs> and, and, and it's all and it's all in Swedish. Uh, oh, so you'd have to read the whole thing. We'd have to pause it. <laughs> I can't read that quick. I'd give you three weeks. I'd say here, take this, go away for three weeks. <laughs> Uh, on his role as Vigo, Michael Nykvist said, I found the relationship between Wick and Vigo to be very interesting. Vigo has always liked Wick because he was brilliant at his job. They have this kind of love and respect you might see between a father and a son. I think that's apparent. Mm. I do. There's this. Up until a point. Oh, no. Yeah, until it's your actual son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what do you do? Uh, Nykvist trained in the Russian martial art Sambo, reflecting this character's impoverished street brawler origins. Sure and informed his performance in part based on his Russian trainers. He generally played his character as a straight man with some quirks. Uh, Kolstad described, uh, oh, this is about Yosef, but says Yosef is a dinner theater version of his father, a rich kid who imagines himself as a tough guy, but without his father's muscle, he's a punk, one spoiled kid. And uh, Vigo asks, uh, Aurelio, did you stri- why did you strike my son? And he gets told, because he, kill- he, he stole John Wick's car and killed his dog, and he just goes, 
Oh. Oh. <laughs> and this is this is probably the first point where you start to get an indication of who, who John Wick is. Yep. Because up till now, John Wick is just a dude who lost his wife and his dog. Absolutely. And I've got in my notes here, this is great. They're telling me John Wick is to be feared without telling me John Wick is to be feared. So I'll give him credit here. Yeah, this is still good up to this worse, point. I haven't turned on it yet. A worse screenwriter would have gone, but John Wick is the most dangerous man there is. That's next scene. Instead going, <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. Because there's a way to do it organically. It it- and this film actually does establish John Wick as a legend really well. He's not Kaiser Strose. No. But he's up there. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's a pretty good reveal of the upcoming storm. I'm, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, we then meet Avi, played by Dean Winters. George, you should definitely recognize Avi. <laughs> I thought you might. Which one is that? He's like the guy who speaks English, who keeps telling him, English, please. Speak English, yeah. The lawyer. Mm. Ethan Tower. The Falcon. Not the Falcon. Nope. The Vulture. Is it, the Vulture, even. Yeah. In Brooklyn He's Nine-Nine. He's yeah. Oh, okay. He's the guy who comes and steals yeah, all the yeah. callers and things like that. He's also in Allstate commercials for an insurance company, where he like manifests himself, where he's like... You know, I'm sure you're a good driver, but I'm just some kid who got his license. <laughs> it's like, I'm out there on the road, too. Oh, he's hilarious. So here's my problem with, I really like this guy. It feels like he's in the wrong movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, I, I what not, movie is this guy supposed to be in? He's, he's supposed to be from a different world. He's not supposed, he's not in Vigo's world. He's not in John's yeah. world, isn't he? But he's like, but they don't really. But give, he's always there but, by but, his but side. But they don't give him anything else to do in no, the process no, no. either. And you don't hate the guy. Like, yeah, yeah. like, if you could give him just a little bit, even a bit more comic relief, and make me go, okay, I, I, I get who this guy is, or have him look a little bit scared, and yet somehow he always manages to like luck out until he doesn't. Yeah, I would have loved that, but it was just like, oh, again, it was just one of those things. Where I'm like, you could have done more with this guy. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a great idea. I just don't think it's ever really fully realized. Maybe there was no, just a bit too much story, and they didn't. <laughs> Stop, stop. I just didn't have stop. time. You said that with a straight face. <laughs> uh, where are we at here? Um, so he congratulates Vigo on something that happened, uh, but all Vigo can do is look off in the middle distance and ask before asking about his son. I think Michael Nyquist is great in this. Um, he congratulates, uh, sorry, uh, they, they all meet up, so that means Yosef comes in. Vigo punches Yosef in the stomach and then assaults him some more. And he goes, what's the big deal? I just stole someone's car and, and, and took his dog out. He's like, it's not what you did. It's who you did it to. And Yosef goes, what, some fucking nobody? And his dad goes, that fucking nobody is John Wick. And it has this level of, like, you know, severity to everybody else. But his kid's like, yeah, I don't get what no, that means. Clear, yeah. Which is great, because now it gives him a chance to tell us yeah. by telling his kid who he is. You'd think, though, his kid, what is he, in his 20s, early 20s? You'd think, like, maybe John Wick only left the business five years ago. If his son was, like around he should, do, yeah. he should probably know who john one who john wick is and even what he looks like but you get the idea oh, i don't know about that you get the idea it's not like, you know he's like worked for him hasn't he i'm sure he would have been around it's not like hit, hitmans or us database.com john wick would have, probably should have recognized the r- r- russian yeah, speaking t- like early 20s my issue is like i think victor should have recognized john wick Yes. Which one's Victor? Victor's the guy who pulls him away when he's like talking about oh, his yeah, car. Yeah. I thought Victor, because you get the idea Victor's older, he's a bit more level-headed. Or John Wick should have recognized him. 
Yeah, yeah, right. maybe. But but there's there is this thing where you go and I would have thought somebody in that opening or some, even the home assault would have gone. Oh shoot, this is John Wick's house. Yeah, yeah. we shouldn't be here. Um, and so he Too goes. Much story couldn't fit in. Cut to John Wick walking down the stairs of a sledgehammer, and we get this voiceover. So we cross cut between this and John Wick taking a sledgehammer to his garage. And he goes, what, should I be scared of the boogeyman? He's like, he's not the boogeyman. He's the men you send to kill the boogeyman. I once saw him kill three men in a bar with a pencil. In case you missed it, he goes, a pencil. <laughs> that sticks around, isn't it? That, that, that John Wick killing people with a pencil thing. That's like an mm-hmm. urban so legend. This is why I think he wouldn't know him, because John Wick used to work for his dad. So I think you don't run into John Wick unless he's the guy you're coming against. Then I think you realize who he is. Mm-hmm. So I think but that's why I guess why Yosef be, doesn't know him. His legend is supposed to be big, though, isn't it? So even if he was a youngster, oh, I think the punk kid's not. I think this is higher level than this. I think is I think Sunny Boy's just like like low, 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 low. Oh, level. Okay. He just spent yeah, his yeah. life enjoying the the money and the, yeah. and the yeah. rather than actually getting involved. And now he's just a little bit high on power because he's you know just hit puberty. <laughs> Growing some balls. That's right. <laughs> um, so um, we found out that John used to work for Vigo. John wanted out because of his wife and was given an impossible job. But we were told by by Vigo, the bodies he buried that day laid the foundation for who we are. And then two days after, he buries his wife. You steal his car and kill his dog. Yeah. And Yosef goes, I can finish the job. And he's like, you must be crazy. But all that makes sense. So why doesn't he ever listen to himself for the rest rest of the movie? Who, Vigo? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's some giant... Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're thinking about this, you're get, him out, of, get he, him out of the country now. He was just basically saying, no one can go up against John Wick. Yeah. No yeah. one can beat him. And yet he spent the rest of the movie trying to. I think something that they could have done more of, and I don't think the film gives him a chance to do it, is play that father's dilemma of going, yeah, yeah, mm. I know. And all my son did wrong. B, I know he's completely overmatched, but C, I have to try because he's my son, even if he is a complete... So then why does he turn on a dime later on for his own life? Because the movie needs a third act. Yeah. I would try and hit John Wick with with a truck that's full of bombs. Because even if he shoots the guy driving it, it's going to get hit by the bomb truck. There's there's a few situations where this movie needs where this movie needs to remember it's an action movie and it gets in the way of the world they've built. Yeah. So... Um, two takes all of that and says, hey, you know how we didn't have enough story in the first one? What if we had too much story in the second one? But we're reviewing the first one, so here we go. John, uh, so uh, at this time, John has taken a sledgehammer to the floor in his house. We see the level of armory house as well as some mysterious gold coins, which seem to mean something in his circle. Uh, Vigo then phones John. It's a one-sided phone call. <laughs> He's yeah. not the most sympathetic. He's like, yeah, I heard about your wife. My condolences. <laughs> Uh, but he goes let's get down to brass tacks let's not resort to our baser instincts and let's handle this like civilized men in order to move on and John just hangs up and uh, is it Ira? best joke in the film Avi Avi goes what did he say and he just goes enough said enough (laughs) is it a joke? I don't know it's a good moment it's a good line it's irony isn't it? yeah yeah you say it best when you say nothing at all. That's my song recommendation. <laughs> um, Avi is told to get a task force together. He goes, how many do you want? He goes, how many do you have? He seems, he seems so he seems so resigned to the fact that he knows this is just not going to end well for him at that point. Who, for Vigo? Vigo, I think. Yeah. But he doesn't maintain that. Well, it's again, I think it's because... You look at things through two sides of your brain. He's looking things through like the rational side, going, "Yeah, we're not going to win this. 
But then the emotional side of going, Buddy's my son. But you don't you see, can't remove we don't see that. enough of that. Yeah, but I, then, I hear uh, you, but, but I hear you, but John Wick goes nuts about his dog. We have to consider Viggo loses his son. Oh but yeah, then later no, on. No, I mean I mean like earlier when it's like this set when up for against, this. When it's against Viggo being killed and giving up the the location for his son, he gives it over like a Because he's saving himself. Viggo's not a good guy. But that don't make no sense to be why he is the way he is because his son's not a nice guy either. Remember, I guess he's probably thinking, well, you know, John Wick's been out of, that, out of it for five years. Anyway, How bad can he be now? If, if, if you don't give up your son, which we're getting way ahead of ourselves, if you don't give up your son, yeah. you die. Yeah. Okay. And maybe he gets your kid anyway. But you definitely die, right? If you give up your son, who you know is still surrounded by a bunch of guys with guns, you, there's a chance, not a good chance, but there's a chance you might get lucky. Also, you can send warning because you know he's now coming. Yeah, he's on his way. He does say that, doesn't yeah. he? He says uh, there'll be plenty of people waiting. Um, so uh, the task force goes to John, and Vigo is singing a Russian song about the boogeyman in front of a fire. I love that. And now by the nightstand, we see the necklace, the dog collar, and he picks up a handgun. Going back to the bit by the fire, did you notice when the um, he's singing the song, there's keen... Uh, words. Well, you don't like to read, so I didn't think I was going to bring it up. I don't say I don't like to read. I do. It just takes me a bit longer than most. It makes the big because it, it hits certain words. I didn't actually. I, I didn't care for it. <laughs> it just says boogeyman take. Does like, it? Are you? Yeah, a, yeah. Are you going to be a? It was something uh, they would do throughout. Video? They they use they use quite a few. They use this throughout yeah, yeah, in yeah, certain yeah. sequences. So in other words, that was foreshadowing that he was going to take no matter what. He's the boogeyman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's coming to get you. That's for the wrestling fans out there. Um, <laughs> there was a guy called the Boogeyman. That was his character. Oh, and then he was coming out by going, my name's the Boogeyman, and I'm coming to get you. <laughs> and he came out, he was a giant stick and a clock, and he'd eat worms. And he was just like, every uh, idea, just like throw them at one person. He's going to do all of it. Oh, He was missing teeth. Oh, it was brutal. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'll send you a video of his entrance. Oh, just a crazy idea. Oh. Um, and so, uh, it's all dark and as they invade John's house and, you know, it's choreographed gunshots, all very good. The score is a plus to the scene. I said, it's like the, it's like the, the, uh, the score to the matrix grew up a bit and you get this. It's not like, you know, no, it's, it's a little bit more like, what if we, rather than just have the music do everything all at once, what if we actually had to like develop like a mood? <laughs> um, and so the last guy, so he kills them all. And, I mean, they're a bunch of, you know, they're all in masks. So it's, it's the old stormtrooper effect, right? It's just how many bad guys do I have to kill? Okay. It's like nine. Fine. And the last guy has to be the hardest guy to kill because, hey, we've all seen action movies before. We have. Absolutely. So it's, it's this it's it's real okay video game got, logic. You've got nine people to fight, but. When you're fighting one of them, the other eight will hold back and let you kill that one first. It's okay. This one wasn't like that. This one wasn't like that. Uh, but he goes ahead. He has this, like, knife, and he has to, like, punch his hand so that he puts the knife into the guy's chest. Yeah. Which I thought was 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 was, was a cool kill as far as, you know, whatever that is worth. Um, He's been resourceful. Yeah, it's not just the same because you need variety in these things, too. You need varieties in settings. You need variety in time. You need variety. Lighting. Lighting. You need variety. Whatever. <laughs> and, and, and the skills it takes to beat them. Yeah. So that's interesting. 
um the doorbell goes and you can tell from the from the through this door it must be the cops because this red flashing light you just see a silhouette it's brilliant and he opens the door and sure enough it's the cops and you're like what's gonna happen here and the cop goes evening john (laughs) evening jimmy and then jimmy like leans to the left i'm i I actually i just leaned myself and had to move the mic with me and you see him looking past john and then we can see from his perspective we get shot from his point of view we can see you can see the body laid in the with a knife sticking out of his chest and he goes he goes uh you working again he goes nope nope just sorting some stuff out he goes noise complaint he goes all that and some other stuff he goes i'll just i'll just leave you here john he goes thanks jimmy <laughs> i thought that was funny yeah i guess this was the explanation for what he would have done when he was actually doing the job mm-hmm. is that obviously he had i guess jimmy must have been on the on on, on the take on, on the take to a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and so john makes a dinner reservation for 12 and the cleanup crew shows up instantly and it's all very streamlined and he, we see one of these gold coins get sort of flicked around and uh, we find out Vigo is on the other side going, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a number play for John Wick using Yosef as bait. And this is where Marcus is visited by Vigo, where I thought we're getting our turn. Yeah. Would, and Vigo, you know, Marcus is making himself some juice, juice. to explain what's going on. And he gets asked, would you kill John for $2 million? And this is all we get. I know you two were close. That's, that's the that's, development we that's get. That's the character development we get. But the amount of times films have had people that were close turn on each other. Oh, I know. I know. You know, like the classic Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid story. You know, they rode together and they get the guy that, to get the guy that they were best pals with. So I automatically assumed this was the thing. He was going to kill him. Yep. <laughs> At this point, you don't know whether he's a good guy, bad guy nope. or not. Oh, at this point, I think he's a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw him earlier, and I'm going. I'm going. Well. You're too big of a. You're too big of an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the course you are. Yeah, this yeah. is the final showdown of the movie. You're not going to have a gunfight. The guy who's famous for playing psychopath. Surely it's going to be this great final scene between Willem Dafoe and Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I'm coming, John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> like you're expecting good. that. Uh, Marcus instantly starts getting his guns out while Marilyn Manson plays in the background, and they got their money's worth out of this Marilyn Manson song. It played like five times in this movie. That being said, it w- if there's a so- it's a good fil- it's a good song for the movie. Yeah, but yeah, they they didn't have the budget for more than one song. It seems like it's well. a great song. It does well. Killing strangers, it's a film about killing people. What is it? I was never a big Marilyn Manson guy. Anybody? Honestly, to me, he was just noise until I saw him live. Oh, did when you? When you see the guy live, wow, what an entertainer. Early. Yeah, 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 yeah. He really knows how to work a crowd. I, you know, think some of the stuff he does on stage is a bit wee, a bit weird, but, you know. <laughs> oh, God, wait till you hear what else he's done. Oh, yeah, Marilyn Manson's guy. He's, uh, he's out there. He was all about well, shocking, though, wasn't the, the, he? There's also some uh, some stuff about some relationships he's had that oh, come okay. out the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, I remember. Remember Columbia House? No, you don't know Columbia, was no. Columbia House not a thing over here? No. Columbia House was this like gimmick where they'd say like, how many 12 CDs you want for a penny? And you'd fill out from their catalog what 12 CDs you want. Oh, uh, George and Ethan, CDs were things with music. (laughs) I bought a CD two days ago. (laughs) Um, And so you get these 12 CDs, you're like, great. But the deal was you'd buy like eight at their price over the next three years. And they were like $24. And you're like, an average CD should be like 15 bucks, right? So you're yeah. like, oh, we're just getting hosed in the back end. And everybody had a, it's like part of a rite of passage growing up in North America. Like everybody was defaulting on their <laughs> Columbia House loans or agreements. 
And uh, but what they would do is they would have a CD of the month and they would ship it to you. A, a totally illegal thing, which is like, well, like, yeah, we'll send it to you. And unless you tell us you don't want it, so they should have a slip. You have to send back saying, no, I don't want the CD. But if you didn't send it back, then that was their authorization to send you the CD and then charge you for it. Wow. And typically, you know, I was generally all right with sending it back. But the one day I forgot not to, to do it. And sure enough, Marilyn Manson showed up in a shrink wrap. And my mom was going, I will not have that music in my house. <laughs> Is that devil's Because we, we, we heard a lot of stuff about Marilyn Manson at church and things like yeah. that. And it was, yeah. Every generation has that. Or every couple of years, there was thing the church went. It was Harry Potter. And it was, it was, yeah, yeah. but Marilyn, a couple of years was Marilyn Manson. Uh, mom, he's not going to, the devil's not going to jump out of the, out of the shrink wrap, put itself <laughs> into the play or in fact us all we're gonna be okay <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> so uh where are we at here so john then uh drives off and parks in front of i've said the flat iron building i think and <laughs> ethan told me i was correct so there we go yeah and we see marcus is across the street and we go into the hotel and the guy manning the desk this is lance reddick and for I understand, he's the same guy that is there every time in every movie, isn't he? He is, yeah. Uh, when, I, when I looked up uh, the thing, he was in like all four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm guessing, and obviously, the, the obviously, and he does a great job. He does. He's he's really he's, good. he's he's a character. That's good. Someone else who could have been developed. He's really yeah, yeah. enigmatic. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. ooh, yeah. His delivery is brilliant. He's great in these. So J.J. Abrams used him a lot because Lost had a certain like mystique to it, and then he used him for Fringe, and it's got a certain mystique to it. So he's great for those sorts of shows. Um, I didn't see The Wire enough. I, oh, I started yeah. watching it, but then... I haven't either. There's just so much good TV. It's something I want to watch because it's like regarded as one of the best shows ever to have been aired. But mm-hmm. yeah. Baltimore, right? I think. Baltimore? Yeah. Is that the one with Dominic, Baltimore with Dominic West in it? Uh, Dominic West is The Wire, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like... It's Idris Elba as well. Like, that's yep. sort of yep. how he became a big name in America and Luther and... It, it, it was the wire it wasn't luther in, in america oh no i meant like for him there and then like for us oh, okay. like, oh yeah it's just over from luther you said the wire and goes what's that he's uh his name charles in in the office mm-hmm. yeah he's charles isn't he i know hey. the effect i have on women he's the he, oh, he, he, is he the yeah. in the office yeah yeah when he's the guy who like fires michael scott so Wait Michael Scott starts the Michael Catherine Scott Paper Tate. Company. Is that Elba? That's Idris Elba. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's doing an American yeah. accent. Yep. Yeah, there you go. And he's play—he's not cool in the slightest. You know what I mean? No. Like he's he's a weasel. <laughs> um, so, so he asks, you know, and this is where you start. You kind of get like the, the Harry Potterization of John Wick. And what I mean by this is. You know when Harry Potter was being introduced to the wizarding sort of, we were introduced to the wizarding world through Harry being introduced to the wizarding, it was like, Oh, is that Harry Potter? Yeah. And they're saying, Oh, your parents, oh, you're gonna be a great wizard. And you're like, Oh, what's going on? In this case, John Wick's around, everyone's going, Oh, it's John Wick. And we're yeah, like, Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. he really is a big deal in this world. Yeah, yeah. And that I quite like little hidden world. I quite like the hitman world, if you will. <laughs> yeah. With your, with their own little currency. Yeah. The, the, the flat iron building is the the hotel of killers. I love it. It's like diagonal. So do you it? think? Yeah. Do you think though other people can like us, for instance, could walk into that building and book a room? Is the flat iron building actually? A, is, the, is the flat iron building actually a hotel in real life? No. No, no. I don't think so. No, I meant in this film. Could you? Were, were they oh, mixing okay. the killers? So if we were in the movie universe, yeah. 
Are they are they mixing killers with normal people, or are they just no? I imagine if all... I imagine if we go in, we're told there's there's no rooms available. Oh, okay, mm. yeah, we have to have a reservation. We, we, That's we, where we, the we gold coins one. come in. I imagine. I feel so. bad for the for the guy whose name is John Wick who gets like thrown into that world by accident. Because <laughs> I just assumed that normal people could go in, pay their whatever, and be on a different floor. And I thought by giving the gold coin was a special thing to say, right, you've got VIP access to... All I've got access to is this film. So maybe in the other films it says more. I don't know. It's an oh, inter- I don't know. I'm just, that's how I assumed. It's an interesting theory. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I won't spoil anything because every single like law dump they give, you go, what the fuck? Okay. Like, you've got to experience that one yourself. If you've got a hotel full of killers, they can't all be centralized in New York, can they? You know, that wouldn't be that full, would it? Maybe there's a Don't continental know. in every city. It just, it just seems weird, doesn't that it? That nightclub seemed to be specific to killers, and it's uh, it's pretty full. <laughs> it just, just seems odd. Um, so he, uh, John asks, same owner, and he goes, yep, and so the gold coins are handed out. And as he's walking away, the uh, hotel manager, whose character name is Hotel Manager, says, as always, it's a pleasure having you stay with us, Mr. Wick. And again, there's a shallow depth of field to show he's not really in their world. He is a little bit separate from them. Yep. And uh, while he's there, we also meet Perkins, played by Adrian Palicki. Uh, originally was written as a male character until casting a female actor. Um, describing the character, Palicki said, Miss Perkins, what you think the quintessential assassin would be? She's cold, heartless, conniving, badass, and I think she has fun with what she does. She enjoys it. I think that she'd clearly do it for a dollar. Um, Palicki trained in judo and jiu-jitsu for a few months and spent two weeks learning the choreography for her fight scene with Keanu Reeves. Um, at the hotel, John's looking at the same video we've seen from the start, and I'm like, if you wanted to piss him off, don't kill the dog, smash his phone. Yeah, because that's the only link he has to her. Yeah. Nah, he's got that back up in the cloud, mate. In 2014, <laughs> maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what hit I don't think do. anyone that's in what, 2014 is trusting the cloud. That's what, that's what hitmen are doing. Let me upload my stuff to the cloud. Clearly that video. He's not stupid. He didn't want to lose <laughs> it. Like he's, a, he's emailed it to himself. He's fine. It's like an iPhone 5s. He gets shot, beaten up, hit by oh this this stuff. this phone is indestructible. I it's had actually a Nokia. It's a Nokia. I had a few iPhones of that generation. They are nowhere near that durable. No, uh, they're much better now. Knock on all the wood as I sit here now. <laughs> I dropped my phone like onto the road yesterday, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this is this is it. It's fine." I don't understand how they were that like durable now. Uh, at the hotel, he goes. Uh, John goes down to a secret nightclub and approaches a specific man behind a specific table, and we meet Winston, played by Ian McShane. McShane. Yeah, my old lodger. Your old lodger. You know what? No. Oh, so when we were uh, growing up, we were living in Barry St. Evans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At a, at a pub called the One Bull. I'll drop it some some stuff. There was a pub there called the One Bull. Go check it out. It's, it's way more fancy now than it was when, when we had Is it. Is this for Lovejoy? But during the during the stretch in the eighties, for a few weeks at the very least, uh, Ian McShane rented a room off us. Wow! Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So while he was filming Lovejoy, so there we go. God, that's amazing. So at least it's a story mum and mum and dad tell. So yeah. So and, and on the night that you do this episode, you, you get me in rather than Ian McShane. Oh, I'm, I, tr- I tried to get Ian McShane. <laughs> did you? <laughs> I did. It was a little bit late in the day, but I did try to get a hold of him. And uh, But as we'll find out with, with with the age game, it might not be as easy to get a hold of. Plus, he's huge now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah he yeah, went yeah. through a stretch where he did Lovejoy and stuff, and his career seemed like it was very British-centric. Yeah. And then he does, is it Crazy Beast? Crazy Beast ends like a 20-year run where he did like nothing in America. Nothing oh, at all. Okay. And then from there, he 
progressively did more and more and more. And, and you know, then he does Deadwood, and that he was knows. massive. He was in a film in the sixties with um, who is Elizabeth Taylor's husband? She's had a few of them, from my knowledge. Yeah, no, the one she married twice. Oh, the Welsh guy. Oh, don't know. I've forgotten his name. Oh, it's gone. Okay. Anyway, the Welsh guys. I'm sure somebody out there will uh, know who he is. Um, I'd say his name, but it would come out Scottish if I tried. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to think of it, think of it later. Um, but they, there's a film called The Villain, and uh, he plays uh, the Welsh guy's <laughs> rent boy, if you like. Okay. And uh, But he likes women, but he has to be the rent boy for him because he's the big honch. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a take on, like, a little bit of a take on the craze type thing. and um, But that's the first film i can think of him being in and i didn't even realize as a young ian mcshane in the 60s yeah 67 i think it was 67 68 oh, yeah. I mean, when- richard burton richard burton that's the uh, guy okay. there we are. Yeah, yeah 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 so so he's been around since oh, the late yeah. 60s yep. acting and he's still going today isn't that incredible yeah, again, he's, as you say, he's, he's, he's been in and out, though, isn't he? He's, he's had a but he's got down. a better career now than he had. He's had two careers. He's had the very BBC-friendly kind of lovejoy kind of thing, where you're like, okay, that's what he's going to be. Lovejoy's going to be it, and that's okay. Lovejoy was a... For those people who aren't living in the UK, uh, we, did get, we did get moments... A&E, a, a network out of the States, used to carry it uh, for, for a while. But it's this lovely story about this like antique dealer who somehow like solves a bit of crime on the side. He's a little bit dodgy. He's oh, yeah. on the good side of Dodger. On the good side, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Black leather jacket and a smile, and the ladies had swooned for him. But he was always like in like some like little seaside British town talking with people who were like trying to sell him something. And like, okay, this is this kind of show. And then out of nowhere, he's Blackbeard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, in Pirates yeah, of the yeah. Caribbean. Yeah. Unfortunately, not a very good movie, but he, but, but he, was, he was the villain he in the Pirates a, movie. He also had a singing career as well in the 90s. So yeah, hey, the guy's done it all. So um, we meet uh, him there. Uh, he was one of the actors based in New York City, so that's why he was available. Uh, Colstad described Winston as someone who doesn't say a lot, but when he does, the earth moves. If we can figure with the gods of New York, Winston is the titan. I like Winston. Ian McShane took the role because of his fondness for neo-noir films. Winston warns him. He says, careful, you say you're not back, but you're here. And if you do even the smallest bit, don't be surprised you get pulled back into this life. And John just hasn't listened to a word he said. And he's one of those going on. Vigo, meanwhile, says he'll double the bounty for anyone willing to take him out of the Continental. Because we find out the Continental is supposed to be a we don't we do not do business here. Yeah. yeah you do not kill right. each other here. It's a sanctuary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, John gets a drink. And we continue to find out he's a legend because he speaks to the woman behind the bar. And she's like, oh, John. You're but back. She, and she tells us, I've never seen you like this. Like, what? Like, vulnerable. And I'm like, how closed off was he before? Yeah. <laughs> she calls him Jonathan, doesn't she? She, she does Winston call him Jonathan. Jonathan That's right. Yeah. So does Winston as well. Though. Yeah, he calls him Jonathan, too, doesn't he? I reckon they were a thing before he met his wife. Yeah, and now they're like, oh, hello. Well, Winston as well. Jonathan. No. <laughs> Not Winston. Uh, he gets a free Aww. drink and walks away without drinking it because it says Red Room on the napkin because he was asking Winston, where can I find Yosef? And Winston toasts him from across the room. And I thought he was a really good is is this guy in on it is this guy not in on it i thought he was a great kind of middle ground we find out later where his allegiances lie but at the start you're like oh i don't think you can trust this guy yeah definitely <laughs> question yeah definitely yep. question yeah, yeah, yeah we go to the red circle and john is loading up like he's going to free morpheus in the third act of the matrix <laughs> 
a quick security check of the red circle and it was great because like second floor what's it like first floor what's it like basement what's it like and that was what that allowed me to do was see the the building yeah, yeah, yeah. so later when the fight scenes go through all three levels you know where they are i know yeah, where yeah. they are this was a really clever way to show me this but why would you put the kid in the basement Shelly, you'd want right. him on the top floor. The kid just wants to be in the basement. It just feels like this. The, yeah, okay. At this point, the kid doesn't know how much danger he's in. They're not trying to hide him. He's just having a party in the pool. That's where the pool is. I love that they just have one guy on the door, though. Well, they did say he was going to use him. <laughs> he was going to use him as bait, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I guess if we got tons of people, you can't come in here. It's not going to work. <laughs> a quick security. Oh, I said that already. The bouncer to the Red Castle is WWE wrestler Kevin Nash. How do you know? I reckon I, I recognize him from the um, ages ago when I used to roughly we used to watch um watch 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 WWE yeah but, yeah. Oh, yeah 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 Kevin I Nash didn't, I didn't know who he was I instantly went so this isn't from even when the gun comes up this is when it's the long shot and I'm just like is He's that Kevin Nash and so I typed in Kevin Nash and I think I got like two letters of John it popped up and I was like shut <laughs> up <laughs> doing a passable Russian accent as well yeah he was alright yeah he was right. yeah he was good Kevin Nash done a few movies He's done Longest Yard. That's the one I really remember, but yeah. Oh, okay. The Adam Sandler one where he's in prison, prison with the football. That's a good film. Yeah, it's a film. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch many films. So. <laughs> you chose the right podcast to come yeah, on. To. <laughs> My favorite thing when we have a guest is someone like, uh, you bring some like random film, be like, oh yeah, I really love that film. And then you go, yeah, it's a film or shit film. Cool. Uh, Yosef continues to say he's not scared. Uh, Francis, the bouncer, is then accosted by John Wick. I'm like, totally is Kevin Nash. Uh, they make some small, and everyone's like, hey, you've lost weight. And he's <laughs> like, so we see how deep in, like he knows everybody and everybody knows him. And he says, I think you want the night off. And he just goes, yes, John. Yes, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Better than being dead. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, Victor is flossing before going downstairs. Good on him. <laughs> we but we see the silent kill in the mirror in the background ah, but cool. he doesn't because he's busy looking at his teeth isn't he yeah, yeah. his teeth not the dance yeah yeah <laughs> yes sorry yes or or his choice of underwear for that matter um john <laughs> that's then, grim some people have 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 the g-string don't they uh, yeah but like you think it's flossing is like as if it's like Cleaning it. Yeah. Can't believe you went to that level. Uh, <laughs> well, going back to John Wick, you yeah. went to another level. <laughs> yes. John then kills Victor and says, You stole my car and you killed my dog, and then he drowns him in the sink. After smacking his head on the sink. Ooh. Yep. It takes longer than that to drown somebody. Well, you know. I'll say this for a movie that was an hour and a half runtime or hour and 36 minutes. I'm like, it felt longer. It's probably enough you know, dialogue to pad scenes out, isn't it? Oh, um, <laughs> John, then uh, he steals uh, Victor's phone. Uh, I thought Victor was going to be more of a character in this. I thought a lot of characters were going to be more than they were. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I thought the whole film was going to have more of the character. But than you think, think about when he dies in the process. Like, we're barely into Act 2 when Victor dies. And yeah, I thought, oh, should I thought have been a bit longer. He'd be one of those ones that you'd sort yeah. of... He'd that's, been by his side. That's, that's when you know yeah. it's ramping up. Like, he should yeah. have been the last... Yeah, when, like, he should be in the safe house with him. And yeah. then you get Victor, and then you get yeah, yeah. Yosef. Yeah, I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Um, 
the basement then uh, again clears because uh, oh the basement says the guy in the basement says yeah yeah no John Wick and then like two seconds later he's killed in the most silent fashion possible like putting his hand over his mouth and just sort of making sure that's and I thought that was really good the visual sort of what I'm going to describe is like visual noise because it's so busy mirrored with absolute like silence mm. that was a cool sort of. Uh, thing to see out but then some other guy is does manage to sort of grab john and throw him into a cabin if it lands on the floor and everything gets loud and it gets yosef's attention and i swear john has a clean shot at yosef he does and instead chooses to make eye contact while he shoots some guy in the head he does yeah. right and now my thinking was i want to get up close and personal and kill you with my hands or i want you to know why or i want to say something or i want to yeah, do i, I want to i want you to know but he's a showman later on that doesn't really make that. Do you know what I mean? That don't make no sense. That makes no sense. <laughs> but that's what I got from it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yosef went, it's only the second act. <laughs> Can't do it yet. Filmed only 45 yet. minutes long. End of a second act, sure, but not in the middle of the second act. Uh, we go on to the main floor, and this is my favorite visual effect of the movie. Uh, there's it, strobe yeah. lighting as Yosef runs through in a towel, and John's walking behind, and there's like a video screen doing like a vertigo spiral behind him, and that just looked cool. With the music. Yeah. Like, John is the upcoming storm, and he's just waiting, like, breaking eye contact. He's just seeing guys and shooting them. This reminded me he's of, just walking. Have you seen the film Blade? Yes. It reminded no. me a lot of the first... Of yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It was in the there. nightclub, yeah. yeah. Is that Wesley Snipes' Blade? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I like it. It's brilliant. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I can't, I can't comment on they're, it. They're silly, goofy fun. Um, they're so stupidly fun. Um, Where are we at here? Going uh, through the nightclub. Shooting yep. them. Uh, continues in the VIP room. And a lot of these are really long takes. And so I do appreciate the artistry that these require to do. I yeah. appreciate the stunt work this requires. And that Keanu Reeves is doing a lot of them because they're long takes. You clearly see it is Keanu Reeves doing the work. It's not just a stunt man. And there's very limited shaky shaky cam in order to, 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 yeah. to mask us. I'm not going to lie. Keanu Reeves wouldn't have much to do if he wasn't doing his fight scenes. Agreed. Um turns out uh, there's some hand-to-hand combat and someone i've got so they're fighting on this balcony and those are fighting one okay this thing's ending with someone getting thrown over that balcony it's the only reason to do this fight here yes and then sure enough it's uh john wick's the one who goes over the balcony and i think he was fighting yosef's brother he calls someone a brother at one point earlier on he's fighting the guy that actually can fight him isn't he yeah Uh, because he fights him again later doesn't he guy who's in charge does he i mean it's not really a big deal mate yeah yeah. uh yosef calls victor um but of course john's got victor's phone and tells him everything has a price bitch which is what he said to him earlier in the movie mm-hmm. so there we go so after the red circle john definitely didn't have a vest i thought when he because he got shot a couple times i thought maybe he was so wearing that I. bulletproof vest yeah but then he's because we see him put one on yeah but he's bleeding pretty bad when he gets home yeah um the concierge isn't phased at all by john's condition <laughs> shall we send the doctor up he was stabbed by a bottle the, the, oh, he stabbed in the, oh, the side, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then the doctor says, he goes, how much can I move? And he goes, mm. and he goes, I have these pills, though, but if you take them, you can move as much as you want. And he goes, oh, what are these pills called? Magical he goes, magic doohickeys. Magic doohickeys. <laughs> <laughs> these are magic doohickeys. You take these pills and it does whatever the movie needs you to do. Uh, you'll bleed, and but he goes, you'll be fine. And he goes, how about if I get attacked in my hotel room before I take the pills? Oh, they'll still work then, too. 
Did he offer him a red so, one? And so, a like, one? so like, <laughs> so like, so he goes, so, so like in five minutes when someone goes to attack me and I haven't taken the pills yet. No, no, you'll full range of mobility. You won't, you won't be hindered whatsoever. Just remember to take them later in the film. But you know what? Stupid. Adrenaline. Adrenaline. Adrenaline in my soul. Here's my song. It's Cody Rhodes. WrestleMania week next week, everybody. Woo. That's right. Um, John, oh, so where are we at here? Cut to Marcus getting a big old gun ready on the roof. And John is. I am thinking, like, you're taking your time with this, man, because you're outside the hotel for a while and I'm on the roof for a while. Uh, John is getting. Um, shot at by marcus does he actually take a shot he does he takes a shot and just misses his head no he takes a shot just to warn him and that's why he asked vigo if there's if the contract was open because he needs to know if john's going to be attacked oh, okay, by anybody there, else there, there, yes I mean, and then he sees her so yep. he warns him by shooting the pillow oh i'll tell you what there's a lot of story there it's it's a <laughs> it's a it's a it's a i'm mo- not gonna lie i had mostly switched off by this point it, I is, like, a okay, again. it is a marcus x machina and it will happen on more than one occasion in this film <laughs> uh so john shot up by marcus as perkins uh tries to kill him inside um she tells john he was always uh feline is what i've decided to write down <laughs> feline yeah you can universe engineer that uh, <laughs> has he taken the pills yet i've said his motion seems really good but i didn't see adrenaline, him take the pills adrenaline. yet because he's clearly bleeding through it so basically everything he said he would have uh lance reddick and tries to phone john wick about the noise complaints uh, now he's fighting Perkins, and I really, I really like the fact he fights Perkins hand to hand. Yeah, me too. She's going in to kill him. Yep. So what Star Wars would do in this situation is like they'd come in to kill him, and he'd like find her and like trap her and like tie her up really, really quickly, and yeah. wouldn't punch her once. And no. I love that he does. Not because I'm a fan of men hitting women, but because if someone comes in to kill you, you're defending yourself. You're defending yourself at this point. She is a hitman. You are. Well, he doesn't kill her. He kills every other no, fucker. I, and then, and then here is here is my complaint with the scene. Yes. Thank you. He doesn't kill her like he does with every other. No, he doesn't. So why doesn't he? Oh, because you, you, because it's a woman Peter's, and you can't no, kill the women. He's in the Continental. <laughs> he knows what the consequences are. Yes, good point. Hang on, that's <laughs> if you do business. He's not doing business. He's not doing business. His business, he's his business is to kill people. That's his job. He's no, absolutely he, doing business. This isn't a hit. No, no, he's not getting paid if he kills her. That's he's true. just defended himself. No, you know, he has to every, be paid to kill people in the continent. He has every right to, 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 to kill but her. Would he still have killed her if she hadn't gave up the... Because he said, do you want to die here? Yeah, because he, he was going to shoot her. He was going to shoot her. Regardless of the business. Yeah, yeah. Because it wasn't business. If someone goes to, go to kill you, you have the right to go, bang, I got, I got there first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So hey! <laughs> You're acknowledged. There we are. So, but, yeah, there is that bit. And so I think I am with Georgia where I go... You know, but he doesn't kill Vigo, does he? Think about when she does die. Who is she killed by? Faceless characters, right? Yeah, she's we not. Can't have our protagonist kill a woman. That wouldn't she's not, look good. She's not shot by John she's Wick. She's not even shot by Ian McShane. But she's shot by men, though, isn't she? She's shot by men, but men yeah, who but we men don't who know. Have no agency, no character. Yeah, yeah, They're true. extras. With who them, are they? So, They're stormtroopers. Yeah. Because we. They're just good stormtroopers. Over the bad stormtroopers. I think the reason being, you can't have John Wick killer because a certain percentage of the audience will turn on him, won't they? No, because I'm turning them for not I, doing it. Yeah, because I don't think they would. See, I was there going, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. This solely happens so she can get away for uh, thingy to 
do it later. And for the weird Clark Peters scene as well. If she's gonna, if she has to get away for story purposes, then have her escape properly. Have her actually outwit John Wick then, because that's interesting rather than him winning and then going, now nah, you're a woman, I'm not going to kill you. Well, he didn't do it like that. He said, I'm not going to, he basically didn't kill her because she gave up information. Give me a reason not to kill yeah. you. Yes. Yeah, that's the reason. But no, hang, hang on. Okay, we're, there's two conversations taking place at once. Okay. Your conversation's in the world of the movie. Yes. You're right, and you're right. In the yeah, world yeah, of the movie, yeah. he needs information. Yes. Now, in the world where people are making a movie, what are they doing? Let's not have Keanu Reeves kill a woman on screen. Yeah. So they have to come over reason for him not to do know, that. But it does I feel know, like know, it does feel a bit. Yeah. They put themselves in a situation and go, "Ooh, we need to write ourselves out of this because the natural Cause conclusion was a guy's is, part, wasn't it? Yeah. Now you want him in the third act. It just seems like it's against everything that Keanu Reeves has done. Everything John Wick has done. Every other part of the movie from to go, give me a reason. It's yeah. like, yeah, you got you're a little bit neutered here, man. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but maybe there was a little thing between them because they, they were when they well, first we met each other. Don't, no, no. He's talking to everybody. Yeah. Maybe there's a thing between him and Vigo. Ooh, that's the story. I that's want. the story. Were they playing Russian roulette? <laughs> that's the pre- you know what you were saying you before you want a prequel? That's the prequel I want. I want like <laughs> the, the sultry romance prequel. <laughs> um... So he doesn't kill Perkins because uh, she tells him about church, um, which is where um, Vigo has all his stash located. But he does catch up with an old friend. Uh, his name's Harry, I think. Yeah, Harry. Did yeah. you recognize Harry? Because you thought he was Shaft. Yeah, I thought he was Richard Roundtree. It's not Richard Roundtree. But no. Ethan just said his name yeah. about five minutes yeah. ago. Do you know who he is in the movie no. that we've done? No. Ethan, what was the actor's name? Clark. Uh, Clark, Clark Peters. You remember three, remember three billboards? Yeah. You remember the, the new captain who comes in? Oh! I said I recognized him! That's why they don't want you to look wow. him up. <laughs> wow! So, yeah, that, that was it. Because first, I'm like, who is this guy? I'm like, I'm like, so familiar. Like, I'm like, three wheelboards. And then I kind of had one of those moments you just did on the mic. And I was like, whoa! It's, I'm glad I didn't it's the look. guy. Oh, glad. Um, so he was we, also in The Wire. Yes, there's a lot of people from The Wire oh, in this yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, we go to church. Take me to church. John shoots the priest. But only in the knee because he's a priest. Yep. And they're on the I same like bracket that. as women. I like that. And a bunch of can't other people. <laughs> uh, no, because he's the priest to open up the lock. That's why. Well, he can't get into the then. vault. Are they just trying shoot to him in the, well, he, brought, he, he had a gun under it, didn't he? Yeah. Didn't he, have a, he had a gun with him, didn't he? Uh, this is only the second bloodiest church scene I've ever seen in a movie. Can uh, you tell me the first? Hey, um, oh, what's Kingsman. that one we watched? Kingsman. Yeah. Yes. If I leave yes, yes. here, Ethan never said Kingsman because that was amazing. I'm joking, but I heard you way first. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so like he looks like, <laughs> oh, like the I puppy. I didn't you an existential crisis for a second. Keep that puppy's name. Keep the puppy's name out of your mouth. Um, so he asked to go to the vault where he then burns all of Vigo's stash. Uh, I got my notes. Is it just money? I got my, no, it's not. No, he it's says not later money. it's not. Okay. Yeah. My, the coins aren't as likely to melt though, are they? You'd have no. kept the coins. Huh? I know he's got loads of other coins, but you'd have I'd grabbed a handful because yeah, yeah. they're really valuable. Yeah, yeah. Um, is, is the coin theft ever actually explained or is it just left it's like, it's like the currency of, a, of their world. Yeah. yeah it's just left That's as a all bit of a, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's to say who you are and what you're doing, really. The minute you drop one of those coins in the desk, they know you're you're part of the fraternity. If you, yeah, if you yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Harry talks to Perkins because oh, you recognize Harry. Um, we've um, and now he's dead. So uh, Perkins is back out there. That's why that exists. 
Uh, John gets close to Vigo. Uh, there's a shootout in broad daylight in the car park. They're just using Uzis and just shooting at each other. Outside of church. There's no police officers. The only police officer went to John's house earlier. <laughs> Outside of that, we don't see a single cop in this film. Here, when you see a guy in a black suit and a Jeez. beard, you leave them the fuck <laughs> alone. Like, <laughs> you got to think, that's the least intrusive of any scene in this movie, and yet the cop's like, yeah, we got a bunch of calls. <laughs> and yet, meanwhile, people are all over New York just shooting to the Uzis. No cops. Also, no. I'm pretty certain John Wick would have a soundproofed house or he like, would lock, lock, lock he the doors to his house does he, have any, yeah. does he have any neighbors like he was a pretty remote part of town yeah, to who, me. Was, who was making sound complaints about that yeah I have no idea no. Um, so the, a, a car gets hit into another car and that takes John out that was pretty cool stuff and he's laying there ready for this I know it's a trope of, of action yeah, movies yeah. why don't we just put a bullet in his head yeah. right then yes there's no reason to keep him alive. Your son is in danger. You've put every... How many men? How many you got? And yet, the, I'm going to monologue Why? at him yeah, for a while. Like, I should tell you my evil plan. So you then walk, walk, away, walk away, assuming away. everything goes Watch according it. to plan. It is try the, and think of a reason. What can, what can we shoehorn in here to give us a reason to keep him alive? Oh, hang on. Have Marcus nothing. come into the building and start shooting yeah. guys, and that draws him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not that hard. No. But it was just like, it was the most cliche thing, because it was supposed to be a this is so important we're gonna go ahead and put the bag over your head like do it or stick around and if he starts to get out bang i shot you yeah, like yeah. this is so lazy it was it was i agree right, he's oh. dead now good can we finish this great he's dead wonderful so hang on no we want to make three, three more, more films movies. yeah <laughs> So I've got in my notes here. You've put out and then raised a bounty on his head. You should kill him instantly. Yeah. But when he wakes up, Vigo says, oh, they broke the mold with you, and you haven't changed that much. And he explains the stuff that you burned. That wasn't just money. I had documents. I had tapes. I had leverage on everybody in this city. Why they didn't call it New York, I don't know, because it's clear we had the Brooklyn Bridge a thousand times, yeah. but it was just this generic the city, like know, I'm playing a video game. Do you know why else? If you're this guy, you shoot him there and then. Because there's a bounty on his head. You know, if you shoot him, you don't have you to pay two the mil. bounty. Yeah. Good like, point. It's just good financial sense. It, it's financial <laughs> it, this is This is Alex from Main Street Finance all over here. Just, if you put a bounty on someone's head and you get the chance to kill him, and what, you don't have to pay the bounty. We're in a cost of living crisis. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we need the better paper. Save the money. Save the money. <laughs> kill the guy yourself. Vigo says... That, Save the coins. Vigo says you thought you got out of it and you got out of this life, but God took your wife. Whoa. And then unleashed you on me. So he feels, he says, we are both cursed, you and I. And uh, John says, finally, we agree. And he goes, at last, some common ground. Then he goes, give me your son. Sups up, dude. And then he explains why the dog had significance. Do you know why this dog means so much? And he sort of explains, my wife, my wife's last gift, the last thing she gave me. And Viggo walks away, and they put a plastic bag over his head, and Marcus X Machina with a gunshot. Now, let's paint this for a moment, if we may. Because okay. when we do plot hole of the year in the resties, I definitely want to consider this. Not just the fact they should have shot him already, but yep. let's do the second one. I agree. This room is dimly lit. Yeah, I know it's coming. 
like every other room yeah. in the film. And the Marcus is outside yeah. in the bright light. And the windows you are murky. You aren't seeing yeah. anything but a dark pane of glass. And yet I'm supposed to believe. Now, I know he's super, super sniper man, but I'm supposed to believe that he t- can take this guy out from where he is. You wouldn't see Jack. Like, at least put some goggles on him and pretend that, like, the goggles that are also, you can see or something Also, the stupid. miracle that somehow they put John in the only place in the room where that shot is possible. <laughs> if he three inches to the left or right you can't there's no direct line to him this is such hot garbage if i held someone like that was a a a deathly enemy of me i would put him in a corner where no one can see hell i put him in a room without windows yeah i put him in a room without windows why we used to throw him in the sea why are we always killing people I always kill people in these warehouse level rooms. Like, put in a room with cement walls all around. I know it's. uh, uh, Vigo, why aren't we doing this? Oh, camera needs shot. (laughs) (laughs) What? We are are an action movie. Um. So uh, John John fights his way. Oh, so he bags over his head. Viggo walks away. He manages to sort of fight his way free. John fights his way outside. Takes out Viggo's car. Jumps on the hood and stops short of shooting Viggo. Um. He goes. Um. Where is he? And Viggo goes. I have your word that if I tell you where he is, you let me walk away. And he goes. Pull the contract. And he goes. Done. And so he tells him he's in a safe house in Brooklyn. They know you're coming. He gave up so quick. He was going to die. Yeah. Yeah, but he's made all this big effort to save his son. Why? He's going to die, Liam. Did we not have this conversation about half an hour Someone's got a gun to your head. You just literally tried to kill him yourself, let alone the fact what your kid's done. Why didn't he just kill his son earlier on, save all this? Why didn't Vigo kill his own son? Yeah. Because you believe there's a chance. It's, it might be denial, but this it's not a certain thing until John Wick's in front of you. But that he's is already a certain said thing. at the beginning of the movie, he's the boogeyman. You right, can't. He's, he's established. He knows. He, still goes out he and- knows we're watching him because he's in a movie and he's establishing <laughs> the legend. There's a difference between going, he's the guy you call when no one I else can felt do something. Like he gave it up too quick. Yeah. There's a gun in his face. <laughs> he's literally standing on the hood of the car. He's killed his driver. We've been told John, Wick John is, a is dangerous guy. with a pencil. Just, he's got a gun. He hasn't. This is unless, unless it's a, we just leave it? it's, <laughs> This man was never winning Father of the Year awards anyway. <sighs> so, like, if he's like, I live and he dies. Okay, wait, he was gonna die anyway. Why I'm, is he not doing gonna, I'm not taking one for dick. the team for this. I would rather live without his son than die and potentially still lose his son. Also, on some level, his son deserves to die for what he's done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but you know yeah, what? But you go back to the beginning. You have right? another son. And when he says, you know, John Wick is who he is, oh my God, what yes. the hell, right? He knew he was on a losing streak to start with. He knows his son's not a nice guy. He doesn't really like his own son. So why does he make all that effort to start with and then turns well, at the a, end? There's a degree of this is him keeping saving face. Remember, he's, the, he's like the head honcho. He can't just let his son die. He's got to show his men and his... his and you try guys. and save him. Yeah. yeah. But you, you try. Don't immediately roll the over. Minute the, guy, the minute the guy's got a gun in your face, you're allowed to give up 
the information. If his son means that much to him, he'd have gone, shoot he me then. He doesn't. Then he doesn't get to where his son is, does he? Yeah, he's still Mike's John Wick. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I just they, don't... Those, the, those guys found John Wick's house. You can't talk me but, off this ledge. Like, no, but really, this is the strangest ledge you've chosen to go on. <laughs> of all the ledges you could choose for the film. Like, am I wrong? But why does he dig his heels in all that time up until when he's, he's faced with life and because death? Because it's not absolute until that die. moment. Because he's already said at the beginning it's absolute. Right, but Liam, get... no, no, not Liam. Previously, he's having a conversation with someone. Now there's a guy with a gun in his face. That's hypothetical versus actual. actual gun. And give like, a, you get what, give you, a you, get what location. you get what I mean, though. If we talk about me and you getting into a fist fight. And then I'm actually punching you in the face. Those are two different things. We get that, right? <laughs> yes. So when it's a hypothetical, you might think we could talk about ways to get out of it. But when I'm actually get my fist up to your face, you might go, oh, actually, this is very different right now. So he's not a bad guy. Uh, I mean, he's a bad guy, right? And so he never sticks to any rules anyway. So why give up the location? Tell him something else. Because this isn't like if he gives the wrong information, he walks away and goes, like, you die. die in the first place. You die. Even a different location, that could have worked. Wait, why didn't he just leave him then to kill him then? And when he went off to the location, why does he then have to carry on when he knows his son's dead? Okay, I, I can answer this. I can answer this because you're assuming the characters all know the whole story at every point in the movie. Right. So he gives him the location of a son with a theory that my kid still might get away. My kid still might, my guy still might shoot him. Or even on a mental level, my kid deserves to die for this until it happens. And then it's real. And mm. then you're left with, rather than think, okay, we're even now, let's go away. No, no, there's this rage that's left now. Because even though my kid deserved to do this, he's still my kid. And maybe you even feel some guilt yourself about it. But regardless, you channel that to go, then how can I get my even up call? And that fuels what he does in Act 3. Mm. I felt he turned Do you realize what's happened here is we've switched sides <laughs> and you're attacking the movie and I'm defending it? Yeah. I'm just saying. Well, this is what happens there's, mostly, a lot of, there's a lot of like, nuance this film could have, and you, you've created it, Ian. I was, you've created like every possible nuance the film could have. I and I applaud you for that. There's this moment where I realize, why am I defending this? <laughs> uh, where are we at here? Let's, uh, yeah. So Yosef and his friends are playing some shooting game. His friend sucks. He's not, he's not helping him anyway. Hey, hey, like, there's a couple of levels. Number one, your friend's like afraid of getting shot by like a world-class hitman. Maybe I don't play the shooting game. That's step one. You're just insensitive. Number two, you would have thought the heavies would be like, you know, the shots of the artificial gun sounds or maybe getting in the Put way of off. our ability yeah. to recognize real gun sounds. Yeah. I love that you're calling the Russian mafia. But he had headphones. It's not so much the Russian mafia. It's his, it's his punk friend yeah, exactly. who's with him. But he had headphones on. He did. So, you know, that only be visual to... We heard Yusuf. some of it, didn't we? We heard it, but... Are we, are we in his ears? I don't know. It just seems odd. It does, it I've been in odd. rooms of people playing video games with their headphones on, and I can hear every single thing. Because <laughs> uh, keep in mind, all those people are going to be deadly quiet anyway. Like to be like, "Oh, when's John Wick coming?" And you've just got Buddy Boy play playing video games. Pew 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 yeah. pew pew pew. We cross cut between Yosef, John. That'd be a much different tone. <laughs> <laughs> Mario, it's me, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry, John Wick. 
Yosef is in another safe house. Princess. We cross cut between Yosef, John, and Vigo. Uh, why does John shoot Yosef's friend first? I got a little patience, and Yosef would have walked clearly into the shot. Yeah. Just a thought. Uh, John then remotely blows up the bad guy's motorcade so they can't leave the safe house, and John finally gets to Yosef in the garage, and the music fades out, and Yosef off-screen says, it was just a fucking bang. See, that's what should have happened. Don't even let that's, him finish. Don't that, even let him finish. Yeah. Back in the swimming pool. Yeah, exactly. Why save him there? And then yeah. Do I've, got my, gonna... I've got my notes here. There's still a lot of runtime left in this yeah. movie. <laughs> Feels like that was the emotional high point. Well, it, it should have been. I, and here's the problem. I think you've got, <laughs> I think you've got a situation where you're like, there's not enough stuff we can put in the way to delay this any longer. So what do you have to do now? Create. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So a uh, uh, phone rings. Uh, we told the arrangements. Back to the hotel. There's a parting gift from management as compensation for last night's unfortunate incident, and it's. Um, I think it's a modern Mustang. Am I right with that? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't like it. Further Ford Shelby Ford. Yeah, or, or even the black one they got from the was that a what was that? I said uh, something. Yeah, what he gets from from Aurelio. The, the, the black car with the stripes. Hundred grand car that the Aurelio just had happened to have lying around his garage. I mean, yeah, well, he went not right, was he? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> have a car. Yeah, take anything you want. Yeah. John Wick. <laughs> I took I took the bus here. As long as it's not a Honda Civic, I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back to the so we did that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a free car is better than no free car. I think in general. Yeah. Uh, under the bridge, Marcus and John talk. Thing. Marcus goes, "How many times do I have to save your ass?" And I think this is them trying to create a relationship between these Which two. Which would have been good yeah. within like two lines of dialogue. Like, yeah, he shows up and they do two lines of dialogue at the funeral, and then two lines of dialogue. That's not enough for me to care no, when this if happens. They were going to nope. bring another, you know, another film in and stuff. Yeah. It'd have been nice to have him repeat his. Yeah, Roll, could have done you know? so much more. Like, yeah, if he dies, imagine if he dies at like the midpoint of like film two, and you're like, oh, these are buddies. Yeah, like think like like when when uh, uh, Ivan Drago kills um, Creed. Creed. Yeah, Apollo Creed. Yeah, at the start of Rocky Four, you're like, shoot, they killed Apollo. Yeah, fuck and all of a sudden geez. now it's got it's got oomph. Yeah, yeah, but this just feels like it was like. I don't know how you make the thing with Yosef last longer, but I think it's a better film if, if, if you know, the Vigo thing, if that's film too. Mm. Come up with something else and then have him kill him. The, uh, yeah. Um, so um, he, he goes, you look terrible. He goes, no, I look retired. <laughs> Perkins is watching from a distance. Uh, Marilyn Manson's on the, on, the, on the seat on the sound again. And Marcus is greeted at home by Avi and some thugs. And we hear, hello, Marcus. But I said we don't get to see who this is, but then we do. And uh, John Wick gets a phone call from Vigo and says, I appreciate you granting my son a swift death. I wouldn't know how to respond to that either because John doesn't say anything. They're a big fan of one-sided phone calls. Uh, he said, Marcus betrayed me. And Mar then we then flash back and forward to the interrogation where Marcus going, you pulled the contract. And he goes, you had every opportunity to kill John Wick. And if you did, my son would still be alive. And I totally get this. He's 100% right. Mm. He's. Well, I saw that he's just trying to blame someone else for him basically pussing out and, and, and letting letting his son die. That's the way. I was oh, thinking. for sure. But the, the question was, did you hire this guy? Yes. Did he lead you to believe he would? I mean, I don't know what honor is supposed to be in this yeah, fraternity. Yeah. There's no honor. But he said, "Is it going to be a problem? You guys are close." He goes, "No, no. Consider it done." So then you probably, yeah, you probably <laughs> got to pay for the, the the check you wrote with your mouth. Um, now, how does he know? That's. The I point, don't yeah. know. No. It's a little bit 
Okay. You had every opportunity. If, How if do you, you knew, that? then yeah. you probably could have killed him yourself then, if that was the case. Um, so uh, then Perkins hits. Well, I thought it was Perkins with the death shot on Marcus, but not quite. And then Vigo puts like eight shots into him, and that'll do it. Oh, that's good. Didn't even let him so make was he. <laughs> oh. even, even the Even the second shots that he put in him, he, he moves a bit, doesn't he, and then falls yep. down a bit. That was clever. Yeah. Only uh, William Defoe would do that. Ethan, what are you saying, man? <laughs> Did you even let him make one final bit of juice? <laughs> oh, trust me, he made a lot of juice. <laughs> I think what the issue is, I care more that it's Willem Dafoe dying than it is his character dying because they've not. They haven't the done enough to make you care. No. You know, I care because Films it's Willem do Dafoe. I don't well. care because of whatever his name yeah. is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an artificial. And, uh, oh, go um, home now, son. <laughs> oh, all right. Can I call you dad maybe tomorrow? Yeah, not Wensinger, but Lebowski. Yeah. That's like that, wasn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Didn't give it enough. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I hear what you mean. Yeah. Uh, at Vigos, Perkins is watching John go in the Marcus's house and she receives a phone call. Uh, Winston greets Perkins at a different location and says her membership of the Continental has, by thine own hand, been revoked. I love this scene because of the visuals of the park. Yep. That's been used in a lot of movies and I want to go there one day. I think it was used in um, now, now You See Me. Was it? I think it's the end of that. It's also in uh, what's that lottery winning? Bridget, it, it can happen to you. Yeah, it's in yeah. that as well. Yeah. Uh, Winston then phones John and says, "Hey, I'm not telling you that a certain helicopter is being fueled at a certain helipad for a certain someone." And this was kind of like we need a third act where they all sort of get together mm-hmm. and smash cars into stuff. Because one thing we haven't had is a lot of car stuff. So, and if <laughs> hey, if if you heard us talk about bullet, you know we love a car chase here at the BFE. Oh, I love so, a car chase to the helipad. Woo! John makes the I'll most. Stay quiet. John makes the most of a new <laughs> car. Car chase. <laughs> Abby's freaking out. Uh, John puts him into a bollard, and that'll do some severe damage. Uh, Abby makes a run from it with a gun from Vigo, and Vigo doesn't want to give him the gun at first. He like he's hangs on to it, and he's so calm, and he was uh, drinking. I think. I think at this, I point, think at this totally point, point, yeah, he's he's resigned himself to what's going to happen tonight. And then John kills uh, Avi with the car before being broadsided by Vigo driving an SUV as he tries to push the Mustang he's in off the edge of some landing. And it's raining really hard on the cars up up on the main level. And then when the car lands on the cement, it's bone dry. And then when we go back to the next shot, back on the... It's, it's raining and storming terribly, so... And before that scene, that was all dry yeah yeah it just it just came on hard rain straight away didn't it but like right on the razor's edge yeah. it was so weird <laughs> strange how that works isn't it there's a final showdown and vigo convinces him to throw away his gun i thought he'd go what do you say john you fancy a shot at the title <laughs> <laughs> it was very lethal weapon wasn't it? Brilliant. Yeah. Um, but the thing is unlike lethal weapon where you're like nick nolte's so overpowered like he's like this guy's like can he actually beat him i don't think he can that's like, not nick nolte I'm, wa- I'm watching. Oh, is that Nicholas? Gary Busey? Sorry, Gary Busey. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for saving me about 15 <laughs> tweets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll push the button. There's a mistake. I think I you already know there's going to be a couple. And also, also, yeah, he wrong. was in uh, Point Break with Keanu Reeves, wasn't he? Gary Busey, Busey very good. Yeah, Look yeah. at that. Yeah, full circle. Um, so, but the, the difference between that was we weren't sure if if uh, Mel Gibson could could 
beat him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this one, we've seen John Wick take everybody out, and we got some just some, some older older like, codger. You know, he's a street brawler. When did we discover this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And even if he is, he's still twenty years older than John Wick. Yeah. Like, there's no prayer. No way. Even with his switchblade, I'm like, yeah, yeah, no big surprise. They start fighting. John Wick starts winning. Uh, Vigo gets the blade out. Why did he? The one thing he's not expecting is that John's going to take the knife, push it into his own body, so then he can have so have a hold of the arm, break Vigo's arm, take the knife out. Oh, here's where I left it. Take the knife out and then stab him in the neck. In the I think it's brilliant. Yeah, because the one move you're not expecting is I'm going to put it in me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. There we go. I'll do and myself then, the damage, you got it. and now I've got your arm, and you've lost your knife. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, you can slice and slice and slice. This yeah. is actually my one chance of getting out of this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You're not going to guess what the guy who wrote, you know how you said that the final act of this is really, really uh, quick and slow. He wrote Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What, the guy who wrote this movie? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> making sense. Well, I don't know. I didn't see a shot. There wasn't a scene where all of a sudden John Wick decided to lecture everybody for 12 minutes about being better. Or buying a boat. I'm on a boat. <laughs> to be fair, this is it. This I'm is another morally, like morally ambiguous film. We go. We need to have a reason to dislike this character. True. Um. So, um. They sit. There's a great bit where they're sort of sitting, both dying. We think, and uh, it's raining, and uh, Vigo goes, "Be seeing you, John." He goes, "Yep, <clears throat> be seeing you." And then John gets up and walks away, and the guy must have been like, mother. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We were both dying. We made an agreement to sit here and die. (laughs) And it's weird. Despite everything else, I do think there's this weird professional respect. Because when they fight, he even says things like, what happened to us, John? We used to be, we used to be, um, uh, was it civilized? Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, do I look civilized to you? I was like, nope, you're not. Nope. He got stabbed in the shoulder. Why, why does the die, guy die from being stabbed in the shoulder? It wasn't his jugular, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't quite the neck. No, it was like here. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Was it, Is there a main artery there or something? I would imagine so. But you know, so maybe as the main probably use some blood. I mean, with the kill count, it, there's it, no it, reason it, why you couldn't have put some blood in this. It'd have been yeah. better if he'd have tried to pull it out himself to, to finish himself off. There's so, no... You know? Yeah, he takes it out and goes, there we go. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. got this, John. Yeah. But yeah. also, you know, if you want to kill someone, if you've got a knife, do you know where you slash... Their upper thigh, because that's where your femoral artery is, yep. and you've oh, got like two minutes. If oh, that goes. He, does, he does stab someone there earlier in the film. Oh, is well, it Victor? Go. Someone he stabs in, in the upper leg early in the film. I forget who it is. Not on the outside, on the inside specifically. Oh, he went to the oh, outside. Okay. Yeah, it has to be it's, it's on the inside. In the, Vigo stabbed Marcus in the. Oh, that's who it is. Yeah, yeah. In the knee. Yeah. We ha- we have to know that for work because we work with kids what, how, and knives. Where does like? Oh, where? Okay. Yeah. And if they if they, they teach you how to kill children, that's not. No, good. no, no. no. But we, so <laughs> we have to basically if we see a cut oh. there, we basically belt them up straight away because we'd rather they lost a leg than. Uh, yeah that much blood that they die is that so. called a tourniquet it is if it's done correctly <laughs> oh, good. Oh, just a word that i've heard and i didn't know what it, i'm assuming that's what it, it cuts was. Co- tourniquets are really interesting because tour- tourniquets. Say it, yeah a tourniquet 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 yeah yeah i was oh. that's what interesting because it it's french words so. you know what i discovered this week every now and then i find something that i didn't know i've been here for like 11 years now right <laughs> yeah uh, someone who's very uh, male, someone who acts in a very male way. The word is spelled M A C H I S M O. Machismo. Yes, you machismo. people say. Yeah, they say machismo. Yes, we would say machismo. But that uh, just sounds like cheese. Well, I got news for you. It's uh, it, well, the, for, for, I found out the British pronunciation is 
machismo. Is it? Yeah. Whereas the North American is machismo. Now, which one's correct? I got, you know, you know me, I'm surrounded by English teachers and I'm trying to whatever. So I went back to the words etymology. So what's okay. the history of the word? Uh, American Spanish. Uh, so therefore, the correct, okay, yeah. the correct pronunciation actually is machismo. Machismo. Yeah. From this, from the same word as macho, right? Yeah. 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 yeah so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Machizo, machismo. <laughs> So there Is we that go. Macho Macho Man. But I'm trying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spanish American. And then we go back to the beginning. Well done. <laughs> Thanks. I got you. We've gone back to the beginning because it's a circular narrative. It's the only good bit about the film is that this is a fucking circular narrative. At least it's over. He goes into a random building. Hey, what do you know? This thing by like the docks happens to be a vet. Uh, yeah. What are the yeah. odds of that? How, how frequently is this bit done? The protagonist gets stabbed, shot, whatever. They happen to be near a vet and they're able to like Staple sew themselves, themselves up or drug oh, themselves. No, it's because vets, off, it's cause vets got access to... Well, he drives. He doesn't get very far. He crashes into a thing, doesn't he? He doesn't have driven. He's, isn't he still down by there? I'm sure he's still down by there. Maybe he has gone some distance. Sure, right? It does yeah. look down by the docks. It do look a bit. I thought it was down by the docks, but maybe no, I'm wrong. I do agree. I thought the same thing. I did think. Um, but what, why vets? Because there's no records. They're often closed at night, but not 24 seven, and they've got medicines and things of that nature, which some of them can obviously be 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 used on humans, on mammals of any size, yeah. right? So he staples his own leg together. Stomach. Ooh. Oh, stomach. Yeah, sorry about that. Stomach together. And uh, takes his, uh, and then he finds a dog and takes it home with him. And in a weird, I remember this dog more from the film than I do the first dog. I think this one represents his personality more. Oh, okay. Um, so he goes. It also to- says on the sorry. It also says on like where the, the dog is to be put down. Oh really? Oh, so he's rescuing it. it. Oh. Which, yeah, which I think because I was like, I love that so more. if he's just because the first time I watched, it's like, is he just taking some random dog? But no, he's he's saving it from death. Thanks for that. And I, I like uh, that's Ethan. a that's a nice detail. Um, John then uh, we walks with Alan by it by the Brooklyn Bridge, and this is where all the memories, the happy memories he had with his wife earlier, were by the Brooklyn Bridge. It was yeah. the same shot, but in daylight, the same location for the camera, the same everything. And now he's with the dog walking in there, so that's a nice kind of again. It's 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 still a um, a grief companion, but just in a different capacity yep. than was previously. And we like this movie takes no time going and credits. <laughs> Shots the skyline. Yeah, Here we go. I hate a film where the they don't cut or anything. The credits just play over the footage. Oh, it does go to like skyline footage. Yeah, it. I don't. Know, it just always feels like kind of so lazy. Thi- this was the this was the part of the film you thought was lazy. <laughs> oh no no no! Trust, trust, trust me. In my opinion, this is like the weakest of the John Wick films. Well, there we go. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean for that to be loud. But... And then talked through the drop for the end game. <laughs> I didn't hear it. I'm sorry, I didn't hear are, are it. We, are, are we all wearing headphones? We all do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah but I just, yeah. I genuinely didn't hear it. I'll turn up George's spoke. headphones and hit it again. <laughs> we're in the end game now. For the second time tonight, we're sure? in the end game now. Uh, Liam, we need a random word, buddy. Gold coin. Gold coin. Yeah. That be two words. I fear it's not going to be as good as last time. But I was we'll gonna see s- what it brings. Well, we'll see what it brings. I was going to say Mustang, but I thought that was just too... No, it's gold coin. We'll see what comes up. Yeah. See what comes up. Because gold coins keep making an appearance through the yeah, whole thing. We can, so I thought... We can definitely have a go. This is a lot of... Hopefully people... 
you're out there. I'm, uh, you look for it. It'll be hashtag BFE random word. Get in there on that. I, so, know, I don't like doing double words. Shit. But if I just said coin, that just is a gold coin. So, so there we are. So gold coin. There it is. Uh, the money, money, money. Uh, Thir- sorry, twenty to thirty million dollar budget. No one's really sure because everybody and their dog, pun not intended, was putting <laughs> money into this. So we don't know really where the budget went. Um, but how much do you think it makes? Let's start with our guest, Annie. Uh, what did you, I think you said before? Is it a good one takes? You need to aim for the microphone, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, I think you said before <laughs> a, a good film takes about four times. So he's been listening. <laughs> Pay attention. I don't know. I don't think this one was huge initially. So I'm going to go something like. I'm like 90. 90 million. Liam. Yeah, first round, same. 94. 94, Georgia. 70. And Ethan. I think you guys are really low. I think it's like 330, 350. Yeah, you're so wrong. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> he said that with such oh, confidence. No. And, and, I was so no, sure. And, and he pretty much nails it. Uh, it's 86 oh, million. Oh, <laughs> well really? done. No, because it was more of a word of mouth yeah, thing that yeah, spread yeah. after it, the yeah, fact. Yeah. It's the Austin Powers of the shoot 'em up kind of, but, you know. But Taken was the same, wasn't it? That weren't, yeah. that weren't a big hit. They were massive. The first ones, the second ones where the money gets yeah, made. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like Austin Powers. Something we did last year, if I remember him. So we would yeah, do one baby. every year, just saying. No. Yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> He's got his own gold member. No, baby, no. <laughs> would this movie have been better if it was Mike Myers instead being like, oh, oh you shot my <laughs> dog. But he's also playing Yosef Very and Vigo not as well. Groovy. <laughs> Everybody else is exactly the same. <laughs> Mike Myers has Austin Powers in the wrong movie. I want to see that. I want to see two different movies. All the Marilyn Manson music, Manson, all that yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah. Like the, the nightclub scene with the like, thing, it's just him with his little gun. <laughs> <laughs> I always love that so much. Austin Powers pulling a knife out of his own Judo. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> or you have the same, you know, like those little groovy cuts they have where it's like, and he's playing like the guitar with the band. Every kill, we get that as well. Oh, fantastic. Certainly. Uh, awards, no awards that I can find. <laughs> Shock me. No. There was an Oscar in there somewhere. Scream. I swear there was. And the Oscar for best original screenplay. <laughs> and the best Oscar soundtrack. Best well lit oh, film. Who would you cast as who? I'm Liam's, the dog. L- Liam's John Wick, isn't he? I'm John Wick. I'd be in that car. I'd be shooting things and. Yeah, I don't think this film I'd be good at. You'd be Winston. <sighs> I'm not English enough. To or, be or Vigo. <sighs> You're not evil enough to be. Ethan's got to be um, Yusuf. Yosef. Yeah, he's oh, got to be Yosef. Absolutely, yeah, because I'm a cat guy, not a dog guy. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the strong female assassin. Georgia Perkins, yeah. yeah, I can see you, Kate. No, you know, I think right. I think her part's really good. He's, I like her. Uh, but I don't like her. Do you I know just what don't mean? want to be in this film because crap. <laughs> you could be the little beagle at the front. Um, <laughs> over and done with in five minutes. <laughs> you get to go home. Yeah, <laughs> Anthony's the lawyer for Vigo. I've always wanted what, to be the dead yeah. wife. <laughs> I love I've him. always wanted to be a dead wife character who spurs the male protagonist on. Yeah, he's, yeah, I, I agree because he seems. Well, that, I want that found footage where I can like Honestly. put my hand to the camera. Like, oh no, stop filming me! And then it's like that side thing. Like, oh, come, what, good morning. I want to be that person. <laughs> Such an easy day filming. What the flip is he talking about? <laughs> you didn't no even idea. want to be the dead wife. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You're not. You're. You're. You're the punk. <laughs> Sorry, Ethan, you have to play the punk kid who doesn't realize it's in over his head. Sorry, <laughs> The ignorant punk the, uh, kid Dorman. who thinks he's better than everyone else. Say it ain't so. Thank you for that. 
Okay. At least I keep my, at least I keep my penis. Ethan's just excited. It's been a while since he's it's been a he's, while. He's making up for four weeks of not being on the pod all at once. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know where I'm sitting. I guess, I guess I could be Vigo. I think I'd kind of just want to be the guy behind the hotel counter. You'd be a good market. Oh, hotel manager. Oh, Marcus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do yeah, you do? Yeah. It wouldn't take me long to learn, learn my lines. It'll be like Liam in that uh. play he was in. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. How much do you like <laughs> juice? Two and a half hours. <laughs> Two lines. Oh, my word. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do Marcus. That's fine. Oh, jeez. Um, Winston has more depth. Yeah, you could do. Yeah. You have more depth. Yeah. I mean, what, what else can I do besides juice? Let me make us some stuff. <laughs> I think you'd wear this kind of trainer because it says this about his kit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you go ahead with that. I think you'd wear this I would color code my trainers with the color of the juice I was drinking that day. Did this film have a villain problem? No, it just has a writing problem. I um, found myself. The, they didn't. Disliking Yosef way more than Vigo. Yeah, me too. I, I thought Yosef was just. A sport prick, and I thought that Vigo kind of never really. He wasn't the big, big bad he like was he, he was supposed he, to be. No, so I, I, yeah, I would, I would say that yeah, once Joseph was gone, then as you say, the third act kind of fell, fell, fell a little bit. bit yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you think? No, I it agree. gives itself kind of a villain problem in the sense, like, okay, so here's what we're going, and then I, I love, I love a film that can have like a switch. Say, this is the real villain. But it's not. He's not the real villain. Our villain is the guy who killed a dog. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's the problem. Is that is your, main, your main villain dies at the end of the second act? Yep. Mm. And they try and to artificially and they try to artificially extend it. Yeah. And it's just there's not enough there. Um, I don't know how you extend it, but you have to. That's the emotional high point. I mean, at the end of the day, it's now it's about a guy who's lost his kid, and I can kind of relate to that a little bit. Even if it, and there's a guy who's really kind of cerebral at the start, and just turned him into like Russian end boss number eight by yeah, the time we're done. He weren't, he weren't that great. He isn't, he, he isn't who he was. He no. fixed this by making Vigo a better bad guy. That's what that's. You don't you don't dumb down Yosef. You make Vigo better. And as you say, he wasn't. He just he never grew. He never developed. Did he? No, agreed. Um, what should this film have been called? Fighting in the Dark. Scorn. Scorn. <laughs> yeah, I'm still about uh, fighting or killing in the dark. Bum, 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 bum. But only if they're men with no faces, if they're actually important, we'll leave them and kill their face. Like the number of NPCs that just show up all over the place just to <laughs> yeah. die in each each scene. Like how many bad guys do we? Re- Victor dies way too early because he's one who I'm like early. I know who this yeah. guy is. He should have been by Yosef's side. He should have been the second last guy to yeah, die yeah. in 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 the garage before before. Not that, that other dude. No. So that's that's the problem. And then Avi, I don't know. I mean, Avi dies. I'm not sure we talk about it fully, but just Avi. You know, he goes and he shoots. He goes, oh, that's how a gun works. And he looks kind of impressed with himself for shooting a gun. But did at any point in that movie did you hate him? Did you not like? I that mean, guy? not for a moment. Not for one moment. Because no, it was like this wrong, ongoing joke where he kept going in English, please. And it's like, okay, this is what you, this is what you're doing. And Which even is important when he's beating because, on Yosef, he was like, I'm going. I don't want. To woo. And that <laughs> explains at least organically why our Russian characters are speaking English. Yeah, because he's there going English, please. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a shame because he's a really likable actor, and so I want him to be again. I just want him to be more than he is. Yeah, same. Um, whose story is it? Well, probably the guy whose name's on the tin, and it? it's John Wick. John Wick. 
John Wick. What? In. Let's start with Georgia here. What is the story here? It's just revenge madness, and it's stupid because it all starts on a bloody happenstance, and it makes me angry that they couldn't build more story into it. Because I'm like, okay, yeah, your dog, your dog's dead. That's this is good enough region to maybe kill one person, if not hundreds of people. But he's going after the one person, and someone's throwing these people in your way. Yeah, but it's just, there's no story to it. They're just being thrown in the way. Well, like five guys broke into your house, so I think you've got a bit of a... Okay, you can kill them ones, that's fine. Okay, but... how do you know them ones? How do you, <laughs> <laughs> how do you know which of those ones are around? They were all masked up. How's that degree coming along? Sorry. Sorry, Love it. This one goes out to Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. That's not fair. Um, <laughs> That's well done. Brilliant. Um, yeah, but that's. I mean, I, I, I don't know what. But you, once, once the movie set, shows us him, Yosef, then much like John Wick, we are singularly focused on the movie's not over until he gets payment back on this one guy. Yeah, and everybody else because they're all faceless men, whether they're masked or, or whatever. True, or if you see who they are briefly, none of them matter. It's just it's just obstacles that get in the way of the one guy we really really care about. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. And then when that one guy is taken out, he's John Wick needs another another reason to go after Vigo. So what do they do? They kill Marcus off. They kill Marcus off and go care about this. And, and I'm like, yeah. I, they shouldn't have we, killed Marcus. You spent less time with Marcus than you did with the dog and him. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah. give me a reason here. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. There need to be more in that first scene where he's like trying to console him, like actually have him. But then he, it's it's really weird to determine they wanted Marcus to be this on the fence guy. Where I'm like, oh, is he really going to kill him? But then it doesn't matter when he dies. Like that. I, that, that yeah, that's no, the point. Yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. It's just, it, the story's not great. Um, where do we have here next? We've got a musical inspiration. <clears throat> Happiness is a warm gun, the Beatles. <laughs> How much is that doggy in the window? <laughs> Killing in the wow. name of? Killing in the name of, yeah. Mustang Daisy. <laughs> Raining dead men. Oh, okay, that's better. That's better. Uh, uh, raindrops keep falling on my head. <laughs> the whole last sequence the, but, 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 the whole last sequence but that's over it <laughs> uh, um, outside of that I'm losing my favorite game because oh. the guy's playing the game <laughs> and he's sure on <laughs> uh, back, back in the oh, <laughs> back in the USSR you like your Beatles songs, though. They're timeless, aren't they? <laughs> I do like my Beatles songs, though. Quintessential band of my teenage years. Cool. Uh, Who's your favorite Beatle? Paul. Really? Paul. Now, I don't think he's the coolest guy. I think he comes off badly in interviews, but I'll, I'll, t- I'll put his songs up against... I look at him as songwriters. So as songwriters, I'll put Paul's songs up against the others. See, I liked uh, George, George Harrison. Yeah. Towards the end, he's probably the best songwriter of a time, but the, the Beatles break up. He was, now, the that, first, that, that, he was the first to have a number one hit. I got my mind set uh, on you. That's the first number one post Beatles hit? Nope. What? Nope. The first post Beatles number one? Yep. Look at this my one sweet lord. My sweet lord. My sweet lord. First Beatle. 1970. To have a solo number one. George Harrison. Uh... 
Oh, my lord, my sweet lord. <laughs> my, how, how, do I, a, how do I know this one? <laughs> That's wild. Cool. Um, yep. I'll hit the other one. There's a mistake. <laughs> you didn't need to do that. No, I've been, I've been arguing that, that fact for years. Oh, wow. Uh, by the time the Beatles break up, he, even John says he was the best songwriter in the band at the time of the band split up. The problem was the Beatles ended, so the, the platform disappeared. Well, the last album is basically a Paul McCartney album, isn't it? He wrote it, sung it, and... Depends on which one you want to call the last album. Well, officially. We're talking Abbey Road or Let It Be? Let It Be. Okay. Yeah. So, um, let's do Roll of Women. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the whole thing is spurred on by dead woman who's literally like it's like oh, okay she's not going to do anything other than spur on our protagonist to have feelings i'm like cool okay i guess that's all right but like then the woman one woman other woman that's in it he d- is treated differently than the other men because she's a woman not like it's great she's they're fighting with her love that that's nice but then he holds back because she's a woman and that's it's just a bit frustrating it sounds a really weird thing to be arguing because because like but in an action film if everyone's getting killed Kill the women as well. But he doesn't hold back in the film. It's only because we're thinking Keanu Reeves, John Wick, they had to find a way of not killing her. Yeah, so they, so they find a way of not killing her. But that's not in the film, though, is it? That's in the film universe, he doesn't, he, he, he's about to kill her, but she gives him information. Right, but we're outside the film now. Yeah, no, we, yeah, I'm talking outside of the film. They only do that because they don't want to have Keanu Reeves kill a woman on screen. Yeah. Then that's, that's that's the frustration. Oh, okay. There's yeah, no, we're not no talking about John Wick's motivations. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. About the filmmakers. Um, I am kind of. I mean, at least, at least they don't have like Vigo kill. Although the dog is, it's a female dog too. It but, is. Uh, but at least, the, I mean, the dog's representation of his wife, but it's not his wife. His wife dies of natural causes. Yeah. So as a result, she lives in this. It's very much here's your bad girl, good girl dichotomy for the most part, because the wife can never be spoiled. She's this saint who lives on a phone. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then you got the other one who's the assassin who's kind of, but then you do have these nice moments with a couple of women in the, in the, in the bar, bars yeah. they're walking around yeah. and they comment and the bartender seems pretty strong. Now, granted, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying my best to stretch some of this out yeah, because there's not, there's not a lot of female presence no, in this no, movie. No, no. Um, that being said, you don't want it to feel like it's artificially. We put twenty women in this movie oh, no, just no, so God, that no, the, the one no, I, is I'm fine. Not, I'm not yeah. saying you are. I'm just saying, yeah. So people might be in, in, inclined instead to go. Let's put twenty women in this. Movie. Like, and then what? And then what happens? And then you know what happens? We'll pair all the men, all the all the women will fight the women, and all the men will fight the men. Like it's like it's a Marvel film. Like do you know, do you know what I didn't yeah. like? Uh, the female assassin. I, I I liked her as a character, but I didn't I like the fact she got her end? But only because she didn't leave it. I think if she'd have just left it after losing and had that um, code of conduct, if you like, because they keep going on about this sort of code they have and everything else, she'd already crossed the line by starting something in the hotel because that just made her out to be, well, it doesn't. there's no code there for her to, at all. I think it'd be a penalty for her, but I think it'd be less severe than the one that happens because she kills Harry. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Favorite character. Let's start with Anthony. Favorite character. Best character, favorite character. Interpret it as you wish. Uh, favorite character, just because he's, I think he's even even above John Wick, I think he's the coolest character, is the hotel manager. Okay, yeah, bless him. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Oh, the, 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 the actual guy on the desk. Winston's yeah, yeah. like the owner. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I think Winston would come in a close second, though, just because I just I just like someone that's, that's sort of cool kind of, 
yeah, someone someone that you don't know the background of, you sort of age, just sort of off on the sides rather than uh, rather than sort of in your face. Liam, don't often go for the main character, but John Wick because I do like. He is a bit of an underdog, even though he's not really, but he's been out of it for a bit and he's going up against all these hundreds of people. and Not as much as Daisy was. Oh, <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. Oh, no. Can we say best cameo as well? There's no cameos, Liam. John Luigi Armo, whatever he says. He's not a cameo. Name. He's a cameo. <laughs> it's a small part. <laughs> he had a bigger part than me. <laughs> I think we've forgotten what a cameo actually is. Ca- cameo is when an actor is far too big for, for the role that they play. William Defoe. So like Brad Pitt in Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. Brad Pitt in Deadpool, Deadpool 2. 2. That is a cameo. Yeah. Because he yeah. is... Chris, he is a, Chris Evans in Free Guy. Yes, but, Chris Evans is a cameo. Yeah. He's mm. far too big for the role he plays. John Lee was almost just a supporting actor in a film. Elton John in Spice World. Yes, cameo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, but can we have our best little supporting actor? Well, you didn't have to go with... You didn't have to go with... What's his name, did you? John, Johnny Wickywick? John Wick, all the way. Georgia. Daisy. Oh. The dog. Oh. Puppies can do no wrong. All right. But if not, the hotel manager, because he was cool. Chip, Ethan. Uh, Vigo, I like, whenever he his, like, dilemmas on the screen and he's doing all that, I am I really like it. I wish it was fleshed out more, but I really like him. Uh, I'm going to go with the performance by Alfie Allen. I thought he was really good as far as playing this punk, sm- snot-nosed, spoiled kid mm. who just doesn't does get it. All the time, doesn't he? Yeah, but he, but he, but he, <laughs> he did it well. well. He did it well here. Yeah, yeah. It was different from his Theon Greyjoy kind of punk kid sort of situation. Mm-hmm. I was I was quite good with him. Like in order for this to happen, you need in order to justify the rage and the kill count you're going to have. You need someone. You that need bad. someone that you're willing to put up with that, and he's good enough. But you want to see him? Yeah, John, go through go through heaven and hell to get to this guy. Don't yeah. care what the body count is. I authorize it. Go for it. A bit like um. What was his name in Game of Thrones? The king who died? Joffrey? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody mm. just cheered yeah. when, he, when he went, didn't they? Um, kill count. I did look it up. Kill oh, count. Oh, cool. So, thoughts. We'll go the reverse order last time. Ethan? Uh, E5. Sorry, was that 35? 35, Okay, yeah. Georgia? A very confused 35. 80. 80, Liam? Way more than that. I'm thinking... 270. And... Uh, and 60. Yeah, leave me your way high. Oh, was it? <laughs> you're, you're as far <laughs> off as Ethan was on the money. Georgia pretty much hit it on the, on the nose. It's 77. Oh, well done. 77 on-screen deaths that we uh, see. Oh, okay, cool. So there we go. Someone at Screen Rant bothered to look at that. So God bless the intern who did that. Could you imagine seeing they're just going one, two, yep. three, four. <laughs> I wish I could dead. get paid for that kind of stuff. <laughs> I, just, I just Google it, man. Um, what do we got here? We've got best moment or best element. Andy? Um best moment i think come back to me hang on yep liam uh for me i like that little speech you know like in um taken where he goes i will find you i'll hunt you down i will kill you that one i like the boogeyman speech it's interesting that it's done about him rather than have him do it yeah it sets you up for what's to come and the cross cutting with him like smashing yeah yeah that's cool yeah yeah that's a good one uh ethan uh, the nightclub scene's great. But also, like, because the music that's playing is so... Um, is, is the complete opposite. It's a juxtaposition of what's actually going on. I really like the and the lighting and, and all of that. I've, it's, just, it's just a really, really good scene. What does anachronistic mean? It means uh, not in the right timeline. Okay. 
Okay. That's a good word. I quite like that. Um, something you want to say for your favorite moment, or are we just doing some work? <laughs> no, it's just, it just just popped into my head because I was like with like, the music though. It's like not doesn't sound right for the scene that's going on, and I couldn't remember if that was the right word or not. So I asked. No, that wouldn't be it. Cool. That would be incongruent. That's the one. Sorry. Incongruent. You know for that? Yeah. Okay. So, oh, no, that's not what I'm going with. Okay, so okay, let's go back to the question at hand then. Best moment relevant, Georgia? <laughs> uh, they attempted to make it a little bit better by saying it as a circular narrative. Okay. But that's it. I wasn't that impressed with the circular narrative. The no, narrative. they at least attempted a circular narrative, and I appreciate that. Okay. Uh, I come back to the bit that made me laugh, probably chuckle about it the most, was when Cameron Reeves comes back in, into the hotel and uh, walks up to the hotel manager covered in blood, holding his internal organs in, and the, and the guy's totally chill and just... Yeah. Absolutely fine with this, like it happens every day. I'm going to go with a comedic moment as well, uh, which is when Policeman Jimmy comes to the door. <laughs> um, I was kind of hoping it was going to be a little bit more of that in this sort of uh, a few more moments of levity. That'd been fun, and, uh, and, and and we don't have that much outside of what happens at the, the, the hotel. Yeah, I think Yano can do that, can't he? He's got, he does have a he can deadpan. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of people sort of do, do do the comedic bits and just have him just like no sell it. Yeah, but it's, it's a good. You got to sort of realize how to write for Keanu Reeves, and he he was trying to write for Keanu Reeves even, and it was. Uh, it was a mixed bag. Uh, that was all right. A grumble, a grumble. Shall we start with Ethan? <laughs> it's a very stinky script. <laughs> you the, the scr- I, have not, the script- I have not missed your use of the word stinky over the last four weeks. <laughs> oh, but tell okay. me, tell me it's, about your- it's a very, it's a very poor script. Thank you. It's like much better. the the script is uh, like you could probably put all of the dialogue maybe maybe four or five pages i'm assuming a lot of the set is like the the set description uh, and everything is just they fight he shoots someone because it is the dialogue is just a to get to the destination it's the vehicle to get to the set piece to the fight the choreographed scene and there's so much more effort put into the visual side than the narrative and the dialogue and it it's it's really obvious I mean, I gave a bit of a rant earlier, didn't I? Like, it's just, there's just so few like actual bits of story that happen and it just repeats and they don't even change the settings that much and they don't, re- and it's, it just is frustrating. So some of the fight scenes are great. They look really great. They look really nice. I enjoy the innovative use of stabbing yourself. That's very clever, but there's just not the story to back it up and i mean i was just googling how many pages is actually is in the john wick script um but i can't i can't find it so but i will try and i'll keep looking because it genuinely couldn't have been that many it's because you want to call it a screenplay and not a script (laughs) uh liam tell me why it's the guy giving up his son too quickly it isn't that oh it's not (laughs) no it's not um i have a bigger problem than that all right my my biggest problem is uh, John Wick showed it at the end with Yosef. Walk up, bang. I don't want to hear your speech. Bang, motherfucker, you're dead. Why did not Vigo do that to John Wick when he had him? Yeah. Bang to rights. Yeah, not at all. He would have saved his son there. Why is he? Why is he complaining about? Um, yeah, you're right. The other dude. If you're that worried, if you're that worried about your son, why did you not? Yeah, you had this big speech at the beginning saying how he's more than you sent him after the boogeyman. You knew this. Shoot the motherfucker. If 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 you know if he's the boogeyman, yeah, and you've got him, and you know he's not going to stop. He why you give him a moment? Yeah, yeah. You said he's focused. When he's focused, he can do. Brilliant. Yep. He did things that was impossible. He does the impossible task. Yeah. Yep. So why didn't he? Yep, agreed. 
Yeah, my biggest thing. Same, exactly the same. Exactly the same. You know, <coughs> like lazy writing. Is, there's a hundred ways that they could have. They could have you know, gone around that, and they they, they didn't say it. Yeah. Uh, I thought I had some in there. What's going on? Oh, mine's pacing. Mine's pacing because I can. I can. I don't like what you're talking about, but it's so tropey that I'm like, all right, it's just lazy, isn't it? It's just okay. He's gonna monologue, and the, he, if we write it so the hero has to win, and this is what we've done, and we need to have a moment where you think he's in danger, fine. But my main issue is just the idea that we kill the guy we really care about at the end of Act Two, and then you got to create this other thing in Act Three that I don't really care half as much about. Marcus dying, leave a dog. Nope, same. Uh, yeah. I'm still and, grieving about the dog. You know what this is? This is like in Speed when when, when you finally get off the bus. Yeah. And they go, let's get on the subway. And you're like, do we really need <laughs> Do we really need a scene on top of the subway car? Like the bus was the thing. We yeah. stopped the bus. This yeah. is the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. All the thing was fifty five miles an hour. The bus has stopped. We have one. No, let's yeah. go let's go on a train. But it's not as cool. I know, but it's kind of the same. <laughs> So there we go. Whoever loved our speed thing, there we go. I'm bringing yeah, it back yeah. to speed. It was not my. Uh, that's my issue with it. Is just uh, I, the character I cared about died at the end of Act Two, and really, if you need to do something more, make that the pivot point for your sequel. Yeah, go from there and say how does Vigo sort of deal with it? If you want, want to now they didn't know obviously it was going to turn into this giant. Well. Medium success because you know box office is about three times its budget, but then it does better in streaming and all that sort of stuff. But then you can go somewhere from that. But I'm just thinking they're going. It just felt like it was like let's just throw more. Yeah, George, is your hand up to say something? Yeah, it was. I found that the entire script, ex- excluding Russian, there is two thousand seven hundred eighty-one words, which is not wow. many words not much. at all for You've a film. Done essays longer than that. <laughs> John, oh, I, I have. Yeah. John yeah. Wick says a total of 511 words that's no, kind of crazy a quarter of the script but like uh, and, and, and the script also includes like action lines like yeah, like descriptions yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. not all dialogue yeah. yeah my end of year essay for uni for one one out of like four classes is like a six thousand word essay that's that's bad yeah i like like i like a film that doesn't have much dialogue i love wally but still wally we've done an episode on wally go check it out um anything more to that buddy oh no that's just that you can have a film that doesn't have much dialogue and it, it can be done really well written out all of his lines as individual lines and it's brilliant they're all like one or two words of course yeah. yes sorry thanks hey daisy of course hey come on i'm up i'm up i'm up i'm up hey all oh, right what? To be fair, he's talking to a dog at this point in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it he's not like, it you raised get... an interesting point regarding interest rates. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up, I'm up. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> the that's the film John Wick should have been. Just a dog bit, but like... He didn't really need to learn his lines, though, did he? he just turn up, yeah. say this. Yeah, there is very... It's, it's not civilised dialogue, is it? Like, come on. Um, Let's take a look here. Is this anybody's best role ever? Canary has been better in other things. Much better. He's better in he's better in speed. He's better in the Matrix. He's better in Point Break. Better in Point Break. Yeah, we got to a roundtable because there is a, there is actually an argument to be made of. There's not a clear number one. No, you could argue any of those three we just mentioned are his best film. Yeah, yeah, as well as Constantine, which I've never seen, but people just won't stop talking about it. It's is that, it's all right. Is yeah. that the one about? He's an angel of some sort. Yeah, John Constantine. Aren't yeah. they doing the a remake of that? I think I, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was, they tried to do a TV show. It didn't. 
go over that well, and then it's just been a, everything else is production limbo. It's fine. Constantine is fine. Thank you, Doug. Um, it's that. T- <laughs> Let's let Ethan take over. I can't wait to see how this is after a break that we've had. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Age game, age game. Let's all play the age game. Ethan, after a much, uh, much missed sabbatical, what do you got for us? Well, I'm hoping that I can immediately not do this terribly. So, uh, first off, we as, have... As are we, my friend. As are we. Yeah. So, we have John Wick, played by Keanu Reeves. Keanu or, Reeves! Yeah. Hmm. 2014, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. 48. 50. 43. Forty-seven. That is between Ian and Liam because he is forty-nine. Oh. Ooh. Uh, then we have Alfie Allen who played Yosef. Mm. Thirty-two. Twenty-six. Yeah, he's younger. I think twenty-four. Twenty-eight. Oh, okay. He's twenty-seven. Oh, so that is a tie. Yeah, yeah. Run fire. Is, is this me? Is that were you twenty-six? <clears throat> There we go, me and Anthony. So I got two half points so far. Yeah. I'll do the math later to see what that adds up to. <laughs> <laughs> Next we have, uh, my, I have no idea how to pronounce his last name, Michael Nyquist. Nyquist, there we go. Who was that? He was Vigo, the daddy Russian. 57. 64. I'm always bad when they get to this age. 55. What do you have for the first of the seven? Uh, 54. Oh, Ian just gets that because he's 53. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, then we have, I'm just going to try and do these quickly now. Uh, we have Willem Dafoe. 52. 56. 57. 58. <laughs> Georgia takes that because he's 58. <laughs> 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 Oh he is an old man. He is old. I was like, yeah. yeah. Uh, then we have Lance Reddick as, uh, according to IMDb, he's hotel manager and also Charon. I got to bow out of this one because I know how old he is now. I think I know from the article I saw the other yeah, day. Yeah, me too. I don't. 38. <laughs> okay, I'm going to take the win on this one. If you're going to go with that number, I'm going to say he is 51. I was going to say 51, yeah. Yeah, I'll give that to both Ian and Georgia. We have Ian McShane. Who is? Oh, he's Winston. 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 I can't remember what Winston He's the guy who, okay, but you know which character he was, right? Nope. Okay. The guy who owns the hotel, not the hotel manager. The guy who sits in the club and talks to John briefly. (sighs) No, 72. 47. 71. God, you little shit. I think 73. This is going to be an Ian win because he is 71. I think it's just like an Ian. If I hadn't thrown it out there. <laughs> God damn you. I knew he was in his 80s. I knew he was in his early 80s. So I took, just took, and- I took eight, I did 80. I took nine away. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, we have Adrian uh, Palicki as Miss Perkins. Mm. Okay, I'm sitting out until everyone said this because I keep going in first and then everyone keep pitching me. <laughs> 32. No, 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 no. All right, fine. <laughs> I really hope she's 32. 26. Oh, it's 31. 27. <laughs> uh, Georgia wins that because she's 30. Oh, yeah. Well done. Yeah. 
So not so, no 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 to <laughs> I was right, she wasn't 32. No, but she wasn't like, <laughs> no, 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 levels of not 32. I'm now realising how young she was when she was in Supernatural, and that's awful. Oh, apparently she was in Supernatural. Yeah, she was in no Supernatural idea. and Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But the, the, most, ter- but the more important thing is that, that that I won that, yeah? Yeah, you, <laughs> okay, you won that by God. two, three, four, uh, four and a half points. Are you yeah. sure? I probably didn't, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have squeaked yeah. it. I know. <laughs> three and a half points. That might have my total score. I don't think I won it by three and a half. But oh, there no, we go. you won it with three. Yeah. There we go. So there we go. Thank you very much, Ethan. Uh, let's take a look now. We are looking at the critics. Critics, 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, 74 on IMDb. So Wow, higher than I expected. Uh, on what, the Rotten Tomatoes or on the yeah, IMDb? Both. No, the IMDb, um, this is, IMDb's male heavy. It, this film clearly skews male heavy. Uh, the critic, the critical one, I'm a little bit in. It's not a bad film. I think it's a well made film. Just remember, 86% doesn't mean they're giving it 86 out of 100. It just means 86% of critics gave it a favorable review. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, where do we stand with the good, the bad, and the Ebes, Georgia? Uh, well, no Ebes. No Ebes. It was yeah. 2014, and the review that was on the Ebes website for this wasn't very good, so I've omitted it. So, the good, the bad. Uh, and a really funny one that made me laugh. Okay. Uh, so, we've got Nick Shager from the Daily Beast who says, If John Wick is the best looking action film in recent memory, it's also bolstered by a phenomenal cast of actors who, be they in big parts or small, managed to craft three dimensional characters out of stock <laughs> archetypes, which is a load of bullshit. Um, and then we've got <laughs> Tom Long from Detroit News who says, Mostly it's Keanu playing Bang Bang. If that sounds great, go see the movie. If not, congratulations on aspiring to better things. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, and then we've got this one in the middle here. It's, it's Donald Clark from the Irish Times. He says, Emotions matter little. Story matters less. Morals didn't reg- register at all. But the rhythm of the killing creates its own irresistible machine music. So there you go. That's what I got. There we go. Uh, I put out a fleece, and we know that film Twitter is, again, excuse mail heavy. Uh, let's take a look at the results on this. It's been a while. Doobie, 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 doobie. Where has uh, I put out, put out a fleece, as I am known to do. Is this a great film, good film, okay film, or poor film? Two-thirds of the vote, 66%, call this a great film. 25% good, 6% okay, 3% poor. So I know that George's perspective is going to irritate two-thirds of the fan base today. <laughs> I'm uh, okay with that. So there we are. Uh, now it's time for uh, our friends of the podcast. What do they have to say about this one, Georgia? I'm not going to tell you whose this review is, and you can guess in a second. Oh, okay. You ready? That's an interesting game. Yep. I love this movie. I was so surprised to find that it wasn't a comic book first because the story and the colour grading and the cinematography all gave a comic book film vibe. So imagine my surprise to find the comic book came after. Anywho, this movie is a perfect amount of sadness, violence, explosions. John Wick is one of my favourite anti-heroes. I think I cried harder about the dog dying than any other sad scene. I'll give it something daisies out of ten. He is the ultimate dog person. Julene, 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 Julene. I find it funny she said she'd think it'd be a comic book because I've never seen a comic book movie that actually does colour grading well. <laughs> no. Uh, next up, we've got Nate. <clears throat> the Great. 
who says, I really like this movie and the sequels, but every time I watch it on TV, I find more flaws in it. None of the characters have a personality and I don't care about anyone in the movie. You don't say. The action <laughs> is great, but John should have really died many times throughout the movie. And the final fight is John versus a 68-year-old. Yes. Riveting. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Theon Greyjoy gets betrayed by another dad. <laughs> oh. uh, I've never had a... Richard who says definitely the best John Wick movie the other films in the series get longer and longer with more guns more fights more 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 and while there are some stunning standout action set pieces you eventually reach a state of diminishing returns especially when they are punctuated by the scenes doubling down on the insufferable comic book world building bullshit this first film is lean and mean it's nimble and fast paced small and perfectly formed the story is silly simple and tropey yet satisfying and gives us just enough hints at the larger world for it to be an intriguing rather than boring and while i find that overstuffed sequels best enjoyed in youtube clips you could just watch the sick fights uh, this is the only one i return to in its entirety oh Keanu Reeves is perfect here too he does precisely what is expected of him he's not a great actor but he's an incredible movie star and I love him very much while I do really like the action here for the most part especially the little comedic moments I find that there is something missing and I'm not articulate enough to describe precisely what it is but it's story buddy Uh, there's this bland flatness to the violence and CGI blood and that feeling that flat feeling permeates through the rest of the meticulously choreographed mayhem this is particularly evident in the prolonged oneers owners i don't know what this word is it's in inverted commas um it's undeniably impressive but i'm not always feeling it you know what i'm saying mate especially when compared to the classic hong tong action it is it is so clearly it is so clearly admires in this movie it's scrappy raw invigorating tactility to the gunplay and the violence that john wick can't get near still it's pretty fucking good especially if you think keanu reeves shoots russians in the face at point blank range for 90 minutes sounds like a fun time which i do <laughs> Was that Richard, right? That was Richard. First off, really well done. Uh, yeah, secondly, uh, you're, you're, you're undercutting yourself, sir. You're, you're much more articulate than you presented in your, uh, in your thesis, I guess I'll call that. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't, wasn't a short one. Yeah. Uh, then lastly, we have got Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith? Who says, John Wick has been on my list for a long time so thanks for making me finally watch it. All I knew going into it was he got revenge on the people who killed his dog, which is fair <laughs> enough if you ask me. That is basically what happens, but is done with far more artistry than I expected. The way he uses the guns is amazing. It's like a choreographed dance. He kills people with art. Keanu Reeves is kick-ass Keanu Reeves. There is Game of Thrones connection for Ian with Theon Greyjoy, who is an absolute asshole in this. I wanted him to die in the most painful of deaths. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, this film is pretty fun, excluding the first 20 minutes, and it's also really funny, which I did not expect. I can see how it got a cult following. I'm not sure that three so far sequels were necessary, though, but I haven't seen them, so who knows? All right, thank yeah, you very thank much. You. Some members of the Fledging Phantom joining in here. Shy Burgerfreund says, an all-time action movie, simple premise and good acting. I think that sets this movie apart of the action scenes. This is the movie that invented gun foo, and it is glorious. Chris Peterson says, slick, stylish, and highly entertaining. This is action filmmaking at its finest, from fight choreography, gunfights, to sound design. This was an absolute delight. Russell the Posty says, I've only seen it once, but I had a great time while watching it. Stu from the Stu World Order podcast said, one of the five best action movies ever made. You and I are going to disagree. Tom says, uh, another great and unique in style film that needed no sequel. Such, however, is Hollywood. Um, Mr. Mikey Wood, also known as Sir Gives a Damn, but we call him 
Fred says, I actually clicked one of the choices when I've actually never seen it. <laughs> For the longest time, Ken Reeves was on my no-fly list with the likes of Vin Diesel and Nick Cage. I find him salutely wooden. Just can't get into him as anyone other than Ted Theodore Logan. Logan! However, he's shown himself to be such a good guy and so likable person off screen. I may lift my band and watch some wick. Don't bother. Uh, we've got Carlo from the movie <laughs> loot saying, love it. Simple, stylish, full of energy and violence. Love the way it takes its time to build up to the mystery around the main character, only to unleash him in the second half. What movie is this? I was going to say, this is not this movie. Is that two? That might be two. It's not number one. Mm. There's no mystery around the... Is there? Okay. Two, nice two and three definitely go more into that. Nice steady pace with some good st- with some great stunts, fight choreographies, and a solid cast. Kevin from the Pockets Wouldn't Die said, I think it's the best of the bunch. Lots of fun. Uh, scriptical, we've got our friend David who says, Lisa loves the series, but that might be more Keanu. I've only seen parts of one and three. Looks like a great movie, but I've just never found the time to watch them. And finally, Nate the Great says, meh. Okay. And I'm excited to hear Georgia pick a part of Keanu Reeves' movie again. (laughs) (laughs) You got your wish this week. Uh, Now it's time for uh, our ratings. Our ratings. Where would you put, where would you put uh, John Wick in a rating out of 10? Let's start with Liam. Okay. Now, this is my kind of movie. (laughs) I love this. But, like anything, whenever we sit here and we talk about it, we pick it apart. So, I am going lower on my rating because, again, you know, watching it, I think I probably watched it about two or three years ago, probably in lockdown, um, and then watched it again today. But again, I weren't looking at it as an analytical thing when I was watching it back then. It was just, is it entertaining? Yes, it's entertaining. Mm -hmm. Do I enjoy the fight scenes? Love them. I've always loved my kung fu movies. Mm-hmm. I like the what? Who was it who said uh, gung fu? That was that was good. I like. I am having shy burger front. I'm not there. Yeah, I, I I love all that sort of stuff. Um, this movie, I do like a lot. Um, but I acknowledge the uh, bad points. I acknowledge that you know there's, there's no story really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like 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 most of the films I like. <laughs> That's true. That is true. But um, I'm not going to trash on it too much because I can and I won't. Um, but saying that, I'm going to give it seven and a half Keanu Bang Bangs out of ten. <laughs> you ripped that off. <laughs> that made me laugh. Uh, uh, let's go, Georgia. I've said all I need to say. It's just a bit shit. I actually require a story from my... <clears throat> like entertainment and there just isn't it there is a revenge plot that doesn't really change until the beginning of the third act which is just completely unnecessary and unwarranted and i don't care for it in the slightest don't get me wrong it's beautiful it's well shot as well the fights are great they look really good it's some of them were original and new which is impressive to do for like a fight scene with knives and stuff like i'm sure they're not like original but you don't see them that often and that's nice but Ugh. And they killed a beagle, so yeah, I don't like that. I'm gonna give it six and a half self stabbings out of ten. Mm, that's more than I thought. I, like, I can appreciate it. it's well made, and it obviously was made on a budget, but just you know, actually write a script next time, Ethan. <laughs> I was expecting Georgia to go a lot lower, so my rating wouldn't seem as shocking. Um, I've had a, I've had a number. I've been 
like yo-yoing between two numbers and i can't justify the higher one because when i think of john wick i think of the 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 nightclub scene i think of the dog dying and then someone says so what's the story and i go i just said it dog dies um the sc- <sighs> there's there's a lot to be left desired here and we've gone over every single thing it's so technically good and i really like every technical aspect it's the dialogue which like really hinders it and everything that can make this like a great film is hindered by the the lack of i don't want to say care but the like the lack of skill in the dialogue and story progression so for that because i i I can't justify a seven uh, i'm going six and a half magical tablets that don't need to be taken to make you feel better out of ten. Long as they're on your nightstand, they yeah. work. <laughs> uh, I think that you have to go into this film taking it for what it is. Yeah. If you mm. put on a Disney musical and you expect to see, you know, hardcore people being shot in the face, then you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> if you go into this expecting some you know, world-beating story that's going to last for the ages, then you're going to be disappointed. So, you know, this is film, I think I think they make a great use of New York City. I think it, it visually it hits you like the train in the face. And I, I think the fight scenes are, are incredible. You know, there's, they are. there's fight scenes can be done really badly. And, and, and these ones are done really, really well. They're thought well. They're technically really impressive. Um, there's stuff, as, you, as George says, you know, that, that you wouldn't see in, in other films. That I just really like the style of it. Um, but there are some holes. Um, so <laughs> it's, I, I wouldn't even say it's my favourite favorite of, the, of the four, but, um, of the three mm-hmm. that I've seen so far. So I will give it eight baddies being shot in the face. <laughs> Out of ten. That's where I had you, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought it was going to be the highest, to be honest with you. No, no, no. Um, this comes back to the question of what do you want from your movies and what is, what, what is your situation? And as many times as I try to do, I, mean, I think I, a part of me is with George Wargo. I, I, pre- I appreciate the artistry. I get that side of it. And I get that for some people, that's enough. And I don't go in everything trying to analyze it. I really don't. I'm not that guy who looks at everything, can't turn the analytical brain off and goes, whatever. I, when I go to a movie, I want to be taken away. If it can make me not think about, I only think about it when I see something done poor. Not for the pot. The pot, I'm taking notes. The whole purpose of that is for that reason. But when I go to the cinema in general, I go and I'm just looking to be taken away and have a good time and have some escapism. So I'm not lost on that side of it. And it probably is the most up until this point, uh, stylish type of revenge, low taking a low budget sort of action revenge film and taking it to a place of excellence from a technical perspective. I think some of what Georgia was talking about. Mm-hmm. The settings look beautiful. Some of the cinematography is fantastic. The problem becomes when you have a revenge plot and you put me in the hands of an actor who can't express action. where he's at. And I keep referring this to Taken. I think Taken worked because you took Liam Neeson, an actor who previously won an Oscar. Yeah. The guy could act. Yeah, yeah. And you put him in this thing and went, and now he's going to kick all the ass. And you went, what? <laughs> now, granted, Keanu Reeves is better at the, at the kicking of the ass. Yeah. But there became a part where you need to really get on board with the character. And then that's asking a lot for Keanu Reeves in the first 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't get him in the first 20 minutes, I ain't getting there the rest of the way. 
And even when they try and get Willem Dafoe, who's wasted in this film. Very much wasted. And you give me... Um, John Leguizamo, who could be wasted in this film, and these, these ancillary cast members who could help, and they're like, we need some people to help with this because there's going to be some heavy lifting. Uh, I think that it, it falls short in a couple of areas, which is a shame. I can deal with the rest of the plot holes, and we didn't need to go on top of the subway train at the end of it. <laughs> no, we we did not. Like, finish it where it needs to finish. That being said, if I went in just looking to have a good time on a Saturday afternoon, I'd probably walk out going, oh, it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I forgot to mention, I was going to say, what was everybody's favorite kill? But the fact that you can have that and go, whoa, and you kind of have those moments where you do react in that visceral, guttural kind of manner, that, that can be fun that can be fun sometimes it's just escapism but i can't escape (laughs) the areas in which this film was lacking but overall it's still i still had fun as weird as that sounds Mm -hmm. so i'm going to give it seven baseball bats smashed through my windscreen so i have to hit the bus out of 10 i also think we need to acknowledge the fact that keanu reeves did that nice stunt in that car swerving around and shooting and shooting uh, that was all in one swift movement. So what is a movie to you? Yeah, and if you want if you want to see actors doing their own stunts and be like, wow, almost that idea of live theater where you're going, yeah, someone's actually doing that thing, that's impressive. And I go, hey, uh, and that nice as much shot. as I try, I don't think I really, I tried to start doing it on this road and I, I kind of left myself for some reason. As much as I try to go down this road, I can never divorce myself from these story elements that I have to have. Mm. It's just part of what like makes a, a viewing experience fun for me and the ways that i can like banshees of an ashiran when they're all they're sitting there talking about why don't you want to be my friend anymore for the first half mm-hmm. i'll leave the second half alone yeah. but the first half you know i can't quite put my finger on it <laughs> in the second half i can't know, put my finger on it and i can sit there and enjoy that where someone else would go that is so dull i need i need something more than that to stimulate me and i'm going but this, oh, this is this is gold this is great and it's just something about that version and that's the reason why we started the pod the idea of it, Liam, you and so much in your, you know, I like I like these sort of, you know, big, loud, shooty, bang, bang kind of movies. And I'm going, hey, have you, have you, have you seen the really slow moving uh, film set in Civil War Ireland? Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, but do you know why I like these movies? Because my life is so chaotic. Watching films like this that I don't have to think too hard about just you know take that that is escapism to me yeah i guess i just argue that the films i'm talking about i'm not sitting here having to i'm not having to strain or try i'm, I'm just experiencing it and i'm going oh yeah you know what i'm saying because i really because going back to the fast and the furious franchise i really enjoy the first few because they kind of set in real elements of life um then you start getting them further in you, you, you do a lot of street racing do you no i mean it, it can be done in real life <laughs> Okay. <laughs> right? But you start getting to three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They're jumping out of airplanes, going into space, driving cars underwater, whatever. Yeah. Jumping from building to building. Unrealistic stuff. But, you know, in the early days, it was it was real stunts that could be really done. Well, I like that you talked about unrealistic stuff, because it's going to be a nice pivot <coughs> point. Before we do that, I want to say a million thanks to Anthony for coming and hanging out yeah, with us today. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Really good time. Thank did you very good, much for inviting me. Did a great job just sort of jumping in there. Usually there's a bit of a nervousness from people to sort of, you know, we got, we got to teach you how to face the mic sometimes, but yeah, George yeah. is still working on that. So, you know. Uh, three years it on. sits here quite nicely, I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'll also do something. And has no issue with like taking the piss out of me, so I feel like that would. Hey, he scored yeah. the biggest knockout punch of the year so far. Uh, I think absolutely. that's so. never going to change. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, also to do some of what we're doing next week, and 
who's joining us for next week as well. Ooh. So next week, we're going to be joined by someone we heard from earlier today, Stu from the Stu World Order Podcast. Because hey, hey. it is WrestleMania week, and Stu is a massive wrestling fan. Wow. And so I went down one of two roads, as everyone's going, oh, what wrestling film do you choose this time? And I decided this film's about wrestling, and this film's that star wrestlers. Okay. This year, I decided to go the second of the areas. Okay. And the conversation forever was who is the best actor, sorry, wrestler turned actor. We're a little bit spoiled now because we have Dave Batista and because we have Dwayne Johnson, who you can argue is a movie star and not really an actor. He's really a movie star. But before that, we maybe had a slight movie star in Hulk Hogan. But the answer, oh, no. No, 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 really? Ethan, Ethan, whatever you're saying, you're, no, you're, you're wrong. Just stop. <laughs> but the other answer to it was actually, no, no, no. Roddy Piper had himself a film career. So we are going to, I hope Russell the Postie's listening. We're going to dip our toe ever so slightly into the science fiction horror sort of genre. They live. We're going to do John Carpenter's They Live Whoa! for WrestleMania oh, week. Yes. So there we go. So I really thought was, it was going to be no horse blood for a second. No, for, no, for, no, it was the best film ever. So for, yeah, so I've never seen this. It's always on the list. And for the longest time, it was, this was the best movie ever starring a wrestler. I've I'd only seen it right because Carl from Retro Records and Toys for all your retro from, needs. That's <laughs> uh, one of his favorite films. There we go. And he kept saying to me, "You should watch it, watch it, watch it." And one day it came in the shop, so I went, "All right, I'll watch it." And I watched it, and I actually genuinely liked it. There we go. So next week we will be tackling Rowdy Roddy Piper in John Carpenter's They Live. <laughs> Brilliant. So there we go. So, uh, I never George thought we'd be reviewing that ever. ever. <laughs> so, uh, see, you don't know what the kind of the BFE. To quote Rowdy Roddy Piper himself, just when you think you've got the answers, I change the questions. And I'm not being funny, right? How many other podcasts are out there doing They Live? I have some, but not, not, not one that did like whatever we did two weeks ago or whatever. Or, or Casablanca. Yeah, Casablanca. <laughs> it's the same part of those Casablancas doing They Live. <laughs> It's just not happening. Oh, that's brilliant. So, uh, please go ahead, check out what we got coming on the BFE all throughout the uh, the Twitter sphere, I suppose, and all that stuff. So, all that's left to do now is just say goodbye. Uh, and if you just want to put your name in the in the walk down between uh, after Ethan, we'll do it like that. Okay, so. Please join us next week when we tackle, in this case, that verb might actually be appropriate, (laughs) the John Carpenter, Rowdy Roddy Piper film, They Live for WrestleMania Week. Woo! For best film ever, I've been Liam. I've been Ethan. I've been Anthony. And I've been Georgia. And hey, I know there was a disturbing sort of image in this week's movie, but don't take it too hard. In the grand scheme of things, I think you'll discover it's bark was far worse than his bite. Oh. Uh, we'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flap. <laughs>